controversial, always engaging. It's the podcast that lets your voice be heard. It's the podcast that shouts you out. It's time to holler. Can you dig it? Okay, you have to one one day through a pop chart. I like You like the Disney part? Yeah, I like the way it explodes. You like it? And just swallow it down. Oh my God. Your tweets, snaps, Facebook comments, and even phone calls. Holler any way you want. I used to give kids opiates to keep them quiet. I'm less offensive than that. Katie, Brian, and Tracy, holler at your boy. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Holler. It's the podcast that shouts you out on the internet. Your boy needs a haircut. Bad babies. Bad. Same. Same. Badly. Welcome to. I can do it if you come to my house. Uh, but I, can't I don't trust that at all. You can't do that. You're not allowed to. Do... Um, anyway. You can uh, welcome... on my front porch. I'll wear a mask. <laughs> I got yeah. clippers and some guards. I'll just get you all the way around. All right. Uh, my name is JD Short. You can hit me up on the internet at pretty much all social media. J-D-S-H-O-R-T. It's all one word. It's all uh, you heard. Uh, I'm hanging out here with my friends uh, to my, uh, at this point, I guess it's my left. So Yeah, that way is uh, Brian, my good buddy, Brian. What's up, Brian? How you doing? Hey, what's up, everybody? I want you to find me on Twitter. Uh, you can find me very easily at Holler at Brian, just like it sounds. Um, we're so excited to have you guys. And as always, uh, or as recently, we are sponsored by BeerChugging.com. Guys, this is a great group. You need to go visit their site right now, buy some merch, not just because it's cool merch, but because they sponsor a very important cause, and that's West Virginia Mask army um they've donated so much money to the west virginia mask army which is keeping people wearing masks not only in west virginia but everywhere they've shipped masks all over the place at this point beerchugging.com it's a great sponsor we're so happy to have you guys again i'm your co-host brian uh i'm gonna shout it out to one more co-host it's our co-host gracie gracie what's up hey i'm here i'm here today in the computer your computer a computer I have you the Wi-Fi password. I made it. I'm alive. I'm well. I'm going to be talking shit to Brian and JD, so stay tuned. Wonderful. And uh, joining us this week um, is, we're really excited to have him here. It's Matthew Patrick uh, yep. of a company called Winford Solutions. Uh, you guys specialize in smart home and smart yard technology, which is freaking great. We love talking tech on this show. So Ooh, we're awesome. We're definitely going to have you uh, tell us more about your company and the things that you guys provide and what you do uh, for people out there in the world today. Uh, thanks again for being on the show, man. We appreciate it. Absolutely. I love the opportunity to do it. All right, man. So uh, we got plenty of fun little topics to talk about. We got some polls that we've sent out to the people out on the internet. We're going to see what their answers are. Um, we're going to have some cocktails with our friends. We're going to have some fun. Uh, but before we do anything, we got to do a toast. And then in this case, I'm actually going to send it off to Brian. Uh, who's gonna make that happen? What's up, dog? Yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and crack a beer right now. Um, I'm not gonna chug one tonight because I'm not in chug capacity. But if you guys want to chug a beer for beerchugging.com, that's all good. And again, that's our sponsor of the show. We're so proud to have beerchugging.com as I'll our chug. sponsor. 
I'll chug one. Let me grab. I'm gonna grab one from the fridge. I'll let JD get set up while I talk a little bit more. Uh, guys, uh, Matt and Nick of BeerChugging.com. They've been so gracious to us, not only to send us things like koozies and sponsor our show, but like I said, they've taken 25% of their proceeds and they have they have donated that to West Virginia Mass Army, which is a great cause, especially during this time. Um, this this pandemic time that we are all facing and um, those guys couldn't be any better uh, we highly recommend beerchugging.com go buy a shirt buy a glass buy a shot glass because 25 percent of your proceeds are going to a very great cause guys thank you so much again um, i'm gonna go ahead and lead the way with a toast jd you can get your beer ready anyone out there that wants to chug a beer with us here we go it is your official holler podcast toast um guys to all of us that have this is to all of us that are dedicated to have packed on a few pounds during quarantine i would lose weight too but i'm too much of a winner. here we go hell yeah make it happen Yeah. I'm going to have to catch up to you here in a little bit on the beer. Oh, that's cool, man. I'm going to have to run out there to the keg and, like, you know, go ahead and pour one or two. Put your mouth on the tap, dog. <laughs> yeah, right? It is kind of conveniently located, like, 15 feet away. Well, that's not bad. No, not at all. Like, literally, I'm actually in the bedroom. So, like, bed there, keg, like 15 feet over there. <laughs> we got a little music going on here, baby. Uh, guys, thank you again from beerjugging.com. Um, seriously, you guys are the best. This is Holler, the podcast that shouts you out. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw this over to JD. JD, what's up tonight, bro? Good to see hey, you, dude. Yeah, man. Good to see everybody. Hope uh, everybody's still staying safe and socially distant, doing their thing. This is, uh, I think we have done maybe five or six of these shows so far, uh, doing the show from uh, socially distant areas, our own homes, uh, staying safe. Um, and we hope that everybody's continuing that. Um, uh, a lot of people are getting to the point where uh, things might get open, be opening again pretty soon. So I just want to make sure everybody out there still knows that we've got to maintain you know, proper guidelines and make sure you're socially distant properly and everything. Because the whole point is to make sure that everybody is uh, as safe as possible. So um, that's enough of that stuff. Uh, COVID-19, you've all heard that shit. Whatever, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the main reason we're here. We're going to, we want to talk some tech. We're going to talk some smart homes, talk some smart yards, which, to be honest, I don't think I've ever heard the phrase smart yard before. Um, Matthew Patrick, yeah. uh, Winford Solutions, you, did you invent, okay, did, uh, did you invent the robot lawnmower or? <laughs> yes. No, absolutely not. I wish. I super, super wish. I know. I wish I was the guy who invented it. I think that I would be probably a billionaire on a beach and nobody would know my name ever. Um, no, I'm, I'm But you wouldn't be able to be on Holler. I know, so. right? Maybe so, I can afford internet out on the island. 
is the is the easiest simple well we're going to talk about this we want to talk about smart home stuff too but i yeah. want to ask yeah. you um is basically an auto mower is, is the is the short uh phrase for it uh is this yeah. kind of like a roomba for your backyard is that what it kind of deal uh very simply put yes um on like a more complex answer heck no um <laughs> and the fact that it's a lawnmower and so we need a lot more safety we need anti-theft built in things like that so when it comes down to like Roomba automower comparison, basic level, yes, it's exactly like your Roomba or your iRobot vacuum. On a deeper level, it's a lot smarter, um, has a lot more technology. And to give you an idea, like uh, things like your robotic vacuum, they were probably invented about 10 years ago, right? This is actually invented about 25 years ago. And they've been, yeah, they've been hiding it. For, for years and selling it in other markets, prepping it for the United States. Well, uh, they just launched probably like two years ago worldwide. And to be honest with you, I think we're up to like 3 million in sales. Wow. Three, like 3 million units out there already up and working. That's so, crazy, man. Yeah. That's so awesome. And so like, again, uh, you know, it, it kind of, it makes sense. And it seems like it's a standard sort of, this is the direction it was going to be going anyway, man. Yeah. You know, like, uh, Something like a remedial task, like mowing the yard. And I personally, I kind of, tr- I, I enjoy doing it, but I don't have the biggest yard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of people actually enjoy cutting their grass. That was like one of the first uh, objections that I hit as like a salesperson early on with the product was people actually enjoy cutting their grass. And the first thing I had to do was look at why do you enjoy cutting the grass? Like, why do I enjoy cutting the grass? And it actually came down to a basic physiological needs. Um Basically, vibration loosens up your muscles. Activity actually releases endorphins into your frontal lobe, making you happy. Plus, you get the fuck away from your family and your annoying ass kids, and you get an hour to yourself to go cut the grass. Yeah, and then that cold, that cold, cold beer afterward is so good. It's so good. So good. Oh, uh, this I is what I realized. Though. I get it. I think yeah. mowing the lawn is great. It's like therapeutic to me. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I realized, though, and it took me it didn't take me too long for the, for the light bulb to go off is, yes, we all all love cutting our grass. We love the exercise. We love the sunlight, so on and so forth. But what we realized is there's something else that you love. Like you, you said you love to drink your beer afterwards. Yeah, well, yeah. I, would, I would much rather sit on a porch and drink yeah. a beer watching my auto mower take care of my Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You can go fishing and have a beer and get the grass cut. You can take care of your kids, have a beer and get the grass cut. Brian, I want to be very clear right now. I want to be very clear. This has nothing at all to do with me enjoying cutting the grass. I don't enjoy yeah. it at all whatsoever, but my Fitbit does enjoy it. I get my steps in. That's the only reason that I do yeah. quote unquote enjoy it. But I want to shout out uh, I want to shout out Abby Scott right now. She says it makes me uncomfortable. I'm older than the lawnmower. And uh, that was just her going into your your whole age uh, age of that. <laughs> so um, and juliana says hey what's up juliana thank you for yeah juliana what's up dude what's up uh so uh again matthew uh it's not yeah. just yard stuff we've talked about mowers and that's all great but i mean uh, what, what what got you like so pumped about getting involved in smart home and smart yard stuff like uh you, you do you think we're or we're getting around that curve now do you think that smart home technology is now going to become we're, the- 
on the way, when you talk about like a marketing trend, we're still on the er, on the early minority, and we're heading to the early majority. Um, after that comes the major majority, in which the masses of the population, and that's actually one of the reasons why I first opened up in Dayton was because it's a test market city. If it's popping here, then it's ready to go nationwide. It's great if you can get tech to go in a tech city, right, but right. it doesn't mean it's ready to actually like put it out there in every single city nationwide and you're going to actually have success. Yeah, and there's um, a good all that. Make sure you have good enough internet at home. A lot of yes. places don't have that. Yes. So, yeah, and the future of your home is actually going to be your 5G cell phone networks. Um, and then eventually satellite uh, internet service. It's actually going to be the true future of how you're going to run and manage your homes, like with all the smart automation that's coming. That seems, um, yeah, yeah. because it's, you know, again, being 5G, it's wireless. It it's, uh, blankets an area a lot better than just landlines. Yes. Some of the, again, that infrastructure is not the best. Have you seen Starlink yet? You look up in the sky and see that shit? Mm hmm. <laughs> you know Pretty what? I'm cool. about? Brian, uh, Gracie, do you know what I'm talking about? Starlink? I do. I do. I do. It, is a, it is a string of, I think, like 10 satellites that have been put up in space. It was launched up by SpaceX. To, I think it's is a part of it is to help provide uh, internet like service for uh, you know areas that can't get to it. Oh. But you can see the satellites in certain parts of the sky. They're all lined up. It's like a line of you know. It almost looks like a line of stars, basically. But it's uh, you know, that's pretty the goal. I was going to say the goal with that company is to actually circle the whole globe with satellites providing internet access for $30 or less a month, except for at the North and South Pole. So basically anywhere that you go in the entire globe, you have internet access. You'll be able to get it. Ashley, Willie, Abby, what's up? Welcome to Holler. I'm an Indian outlaw. What's up? Half Bear Keaton, hi dog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So um, you you have a smart home, I'm sure. What do you, how do you like? How do you do? What do you do? How do you do it? <laughs> how do how do I do what? Like, a, how do I, I build did. a smart home? Well, I mean, uh, there's aspects I think everybody know about knows about. Like, um, people have heard about Siri, and people have heard about Alexa, and all the different yes. ways. Oh, yeah. so no, like, no. is it Smart House, the movie on Disney Channel? Right. <laughs> yeah. Is there a robot lady that can that can Cook me my dinner. Uh, in the and I bring it up through the counter, and there's my dinner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you if you can think of it, it can be done. Like oh truly, my if, you, gosh. if you can imagine it, I'm going to give you a perfect example. Um, they have something called a uh, a beehive. It's a security camera drone, and basically, it's designed for larger properties. And if someone crosses the fence boundary, uh, basically, we use infrared. And if somebody crosses the boundary, this dome opens up, uh, a drone flies out and automatically meets that person face to face and then <laughs> notifies you on your phone. That's really so, cool. so like if you can dream it, it can be done. And I really, really mean that. If you can dream it, it can be done. So sure how complex it is. Total recall stuff right there, dude. I'm telling mm -hmm. So yeah. we're again, you know, personal assistant stuff aside, you know, now we've got smart bulbs. Now people have smart thermostats, smart door. Yep. Bells. You do artificial sunrises with the smart light bulbs. Uh, we also do color changes. So like walk-in closets, if it's a certain temperature, it's red. That way you know you can put your shorts on. If it's too cold, it'll be blue. If it's raining, it'll be purple. 
Um, that's what we do with the smart light bulbs, those kind of things. Uh, wow. actually, oh my God. So like, stuff is I, actually super easy. So if I build a house, you guys will just come in and make it a smart house? I prefer like if you're going to build a house to be there while it's being built. So I can add like intricate things like hard wiring into every room. If it, So to give you an idea of like how complex a smart home is, the federal government right now is projecting an average of 500 points of smart home automation in the average home in the United States within the next three years. And I, the first time I heard that number, I'm in a meeting and 500 points of smart home automation in the average home, that seems a little excessive. Like it's astronomically a lot, right? It seems impossible. And then we started counting in our homes yeah. and like yeah. what the possibility was. And this is what happened was we said, how many people are here? Four of us. Awesome. We got four smartphones. Okay. We have five smart TVs. Okay. You have a tablet. You have a smartwatch. You have a Fitbit. Oh, by the way, you have a smart home next to your bed for an alarm clock where you park your, your uh, smartphone. Um, then you started, we started counting off smart light bulbs, smart outlets, smart light switches, doorbell cameras. And the list just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Eventually, we're going to get to the point, like, I had a customer ask me on, on a very large smart home. Uh, she said, why do I need to do a smart TV? Mountain Day. Because they don't sell a 65-inch dumb TV. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when you go buy your, your washing machine, it's going to be smart, and it's not going to be an option. Thank you for putting that up there, Brian, because that's yeah. what I laughed at earlier. <laughs> says, Here's what Beehive needs to do. When there's an intruder, it yells, intruder alert, and then unleashes the killer beast. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot more. It reminds me, what was that movie back in the day uh, with the rich kid and the crazy scientist, and he had the little bee drone? Uh, Richie Rich? Yeah, yeah, Richie Rich. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for pulling that out, because I was not going to think that. Yeah, the basement, man. That yeah, was yeah. <laughs> Uh, this uh, wonderful stuff, dude. I've I've recently Brian. Well, Brian's got a has his brand new house, and he's been smartening yep. it up and everything recently. I just started putting in smart bulbs and such, and I'm loving uh, all the how easy it is for me to walk into my house and you know tell my robots to do my bidding. It's wonderful. Are, are you using uh, if then then that yet? Uh, yeah, I've actually got a couple. Uh, that's uh, if uh, if I think is what some people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Ifttt.com. Yeah. Um, that's actually really cool because it. What, what do they call those recipes or something that allows you something to something like that? Something like that, or widgets or applets or something. Yeah, where, yeah. Where basically, uh, anytime you do one thing, it will actually automate another service to do something. Say, for example, you uh, like a song on Facebook. Every time you like a song on Facebook, it adds it to your Spotify library or yeah. something like that. But mm -hmm. extrapolate. A smart home technology and it's things like anytime my my bluetooth you know recognizes up or like anytime my smart garage door opener opens up you know prepares the inside of my home at the right temperature or something like that yep yeah you you absolutely got it uh we have uh we do them a, a lot on the robotic lawnmowers it'll be like if there's rain in the forecast park yourself mm -hmm. that way they're not out running around the rain but i've done we call them welcome homes or keys to the kingdom. When somebody comes home, it turns on the lights, automatically unlocks the front door. I have one where it plays the the anthem to Rocky. If it's just the guy by himself, but if his wife and kids are with him, or if they're in the home, it'll skip that step. 
Because he doesn't want, want to walk through the door like we're doing this. Yeah. He only wants to do it when he's by himself. That is fair. How does it know if the wife and kids are home? How does it know? Uh, cell phone location. We're tracking oh, GPS wow. cell phone location with a geo circle in the house. And so if their cell phones are anywhere near the house, then it'll skip it. That is insane. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. There seems to be so much, uh, uh, so many opportunities, so many things that you can do with, with smart home technology. That's, that's absolutely fantastic. Um, well, thank you, Matthew, uh, for being yeah. here on the show. Um, the website that you, uh, that we gave us was uh, winfordsolutions.com. It's W-I-N-F-O-R-D solutions.com. Yes. Um, what, what can people get on that site, uh, when they go there? What's, uh, what, what do you, what are you mainly doing there? Um, honestly, straightforward with that website, we just give out some basic information, points of contact stuff. So if somebody wanted to like see one of our robotic lawnmowers or they wanted to get an idea of what one costs, um, they typically are going to range anywhere from 1200 to about 5,200 with installation and everything. I'd say the average customer is going to spend 2000 to 3500 but all they're going to get on that website, we just use it as a, a real simple point of contact that way because we do a lot of commercial business, um, especially the robotic lawnmowers, doorbell cameras. And most of the time, they just want a website where they can take a look at everything. What kind of products do you carry? So that's what we do on that website is we have the lawnmowers listed. We actually make vinyl wraps for them, too. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So this, this is why we do that. Um, everyone names their mower. I was I saw one that was camouflage and I was like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone names their mower, like mine's called the Sod Father. So we put it pinstripes on it, right? Um I'm about to go to a property on Monday. They have Adam and Eve working. And I think they're gonna install where I'm gonna go install a third one. I have a feeling they're gonna call it Mo this. Um, but everyone comes up with like silly little names for them. Lawn 2D2. Um it's like a white What's that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So well, that is fantastic stuff, man. Um, uh, automowers, dude. Roombas for your yard. Why mm -hmm. not? Who'd have thought? Are they gonna? Do you think they're ever gonna make uh, uh, Roombas for your head, like uh, haircut robots? Oh man, I don't know. I, I did see a dog poop like uh, robot recently. That one dog was super poop. interesting. Yeah. So how does the automower know to miss the shits? Oh, it doesn't. It cruises right over top of them. Right over the All right. Just like a real lawnmower. That's what you do when you're yeah, mowing the lawn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and actually, um, funny enough, it gets rid of them a lot faster than normal. Uh, believe, it, believe it or not, we, we stopped and we, we asked that question. We got asked that question so many times. And I actually like looked out my window and said, okay, how long is that going to sit there? And then how long will it sit in a yard with a robotic lawnmower? It actually disappears a little bit faster. Wow. It that is wild. So you always hear the like stories about Roombas just like there might be a little cat turd somewhere and the Roomba just hits it and kind of just pushes yeah. it on the floor. Uh, All right, never mind. Uh, <laughs> this, this conversation devolved into poop uh, very, very quick. Uh, uh, B-Ball, you've been a little quiet, man. You got any uh, particular questions about Oh, yeah, absolutely, Matt. I've got, a I've got a question for you with a robotic yes. lawnmower. Yes. Um, this is a little bit morbid, but I'm going to go there. What if this lawnmower, like, runs over a small animal, like a baby bird or something? What happens, dude? What happens? So I'm going to 
before answering, I'm going to talk about a traditional lawnmower. A traditional lawnmower has a fixed blade, right? Basically, if it hits anything, it destroys it, throws it across the yard, right? That's a normal lawnmower. Um, yeah. Actually, a normal lawnmower, traditional lawnmower, is the leading cause of childhood amputation. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that until I got, like, in the industry, and I was like, really? And then I asked, like, my significant other. She was Natural a travel person. 100% verified it. So how does our mower differ? It's simple. A traditional fixed blade is typically about the size of my arm. It's foot long. When it's something, it destroys it. On these mowers, they actually have little tiny razor blades that are not fixed. So they actually retract back inside if they contact anything. So when it comes to your baby bird, I can't promise anything because it is tiny and it can go under the mower. But when it comes down to children or pets or your dog, your cat, I don't worry about them at all. It was actually one of my questions when I was looking into like which which lawnmower I wanted to go with, which robotic lawnmower on the market out there that I want to represent as a company. Um, and my one question was, is it safe around an inquisitive toddler? Can a toddler like go out there by himself in the yard and get hurt? So, like I said, I can't say anything about your baby bird. I do think that if his if he raises his beak up too much, he might catch one of the razor blades. Oh man! But in general, I I don't worry about kids. I don't worry about cats, dogs. I don't worry about pets or anything like well, that. Well, it seems like you know if you're going to create something like an auto mower, your uh, one of your main things is safety. Is something that you yeah. really keep in you know in mind in designing something like that. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Like built in fail fail safes almost. Mm -hmm. Now, listen, not to, not to scare you off with this, but we do have a segment on the show called Holler at a Lawyer. Well, a little bit from now, we will bring a lawyer onto the show. Anyone that's listening right now, you can ask this lawyer any legal questions. Um, it's non-binding legal questions, but nonetheless, if you have any questions, you can throw them out there to the chat. We're going to bring on Holler at a Lawyer. He's going to answer those questions for you. So maybe we'll get into the robotic lawnmower phase. I don't know. Oh, I've um, already got a good question for, for Cole. <laughs> okay. About automowers yeah. and amputations. <laughs> okay. Uh, we might have found out the title of this episode, by the way, already. So, uh, <laughs> Matthew, man, thank you so much. Uh, we're going to con continue to talk more about automowers and robots and so smart homes and things like that. But um, uh, I, I say that we scoot on and we, we actually get uh, involved with uh, the people on the internet, uh, kind of what our namesake's about. Um, let's yeah. let's let's do some poll stuff, man. Brian, let's, let's yeah. scoot, scoot boots to the next thing, bro. Yeah, J.D., we're going to go ahead and scoot on, and I'll tell you what, I'm going to let you go ahead and open first. But uh, this is Holler, the podcast that shouts you out. Let's go, guys. Send your dick pics to Gracie at officialholler.com. Hell yeah. Uh, we uh, I, again, hate, I hate that button. Gracie, I'm so done with you people. Have you gotten any what? from? Have you gotten any dick pics from the show specifically, or other than no. like? No, I think it's because I tell people that I'm going to screenshot them and send them to you. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's disappointing. We're gonna do a secret hall of shame on uh, on the website that you'll be able. It's to disappointing. Watch. I don't get any. It's disappointing. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, so so what I asked people this week uh, out on the internet, and I and I got a few responses on this one. Not as many as I did last week when when uh, I brought up um, our poll. I got probably some of the most responses I had gotten in a long long time. Uh, but this one is uh, 
you know, a, a cool little a thought experiment here. Um, if you were a multimillionaire and you happen to give a million dollars to a cause or charity of your choice, uh, what would that cause or charity be and why? What, well, you know, what makes it important to you? Um, this is kind of a still, you know, sort of thing you would be asked in school or something like that. I don't know, but I did, we don't really, I don't think, get asked something like this in our adult lives nowadays. I, I'm not really sure when's the last time I, you know, got a prompt like that. But it seems like it's something fun we could talk about. And I got some fun answers for some people, so I'm going to shout a couple of those out. Uh, but, but first, I'd like for us to go around the uh, the table here that we've got and 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 um, see what everybody says now. My, I'll, I'll go quick and first, just my, my thing. Um, there's a company out there called Music Cares. It's uh, Music Cares, but just uh, as one word, the C is in the same, the other Music Cares. Um, it's uh, basically a nonprofit organization that was created by the Recording Academy um, uh, for basically helping musicians uh, uh, when they're, you know, when times are tough. Say they have uh, some sort of an injury, but... Um, they make most of their money from playing music, going on the road and things like that. It's not the most um, solid financial situation some people could be in. You know, it's not like you're CEO of a company and you're going to work 40 hours a week. It's a different kind of job, you know. Um, but they uh, advocate for musicians and help them with things like emergencies, healthcare, things like that, uh, help them get on their feet. And I think it's important just because, like I said, I'm, I'm a musician. I like to play music. Um, and... Uh, that really just that touches my heart there. So if I were a multimillionaire and had a million bucks to throw at something, that's what I would do. That's my deal. How about you, Brian? What do you got, doggy? Hey, we've got a shout from the uh, Holler Live feed right now. This is oh, yeah. Abby. And she says, uh, wounded veterans and first responders help take care of their families while they go through their medical treatment. And, um, you know, I had a similar answer um the reason why I got into the field that I was in, actually, um, which is uh, the physical therapy or, or athletic training side of things. Um, I brace people that are injured. Um, I'm in the orthopedic side of things. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to do when I first got into that was to help uh, soldiers that were injured overseas um, just because I found their cause valid and, uh, and I want to do anything to help them. So I agree with Abby on that cause. Um, but I'm going to flip the script right here. And uh, for me, for my cause, if I've got all this money, um, I'll tell you this, J.D., I came from one of the poorest middle schools and elementary schools in my area. And something that bothered me to the core as a child and even to this day is the fact that I was this innocent child that was like, I don't know, 10 years old. And we did not have the funding that the school only, I don't know, 12 blocks down the road had that really really bothered me it actually shaped me into the human being that i am today i'm stronger because of it however um i do believe if i had money to throw to a cause i would throw to these less privileged schools in less privileged areas aka where i came from and i would build them up to be equals of their of their relative schools because all these all these little kids that are 10, 11, 12 years old, they should come from equal backgrounds, not from staggered backgrounds. I don't agree with that at all. So uh, that's certainly where I would throw my money, not only to the education, but also to their uh, their athletic equipment, their jerseys, and different things like that. That's all the music department. The music department. All the, yeah, they, they have less equipment than just that school from 12 blocks down the road. That really bothers me. That's something I would fix ASAP. 
Cool answer. I like that. So uh, we can go with Gra uh, Gracie next. Gracie, what, what, what were your Brian, that was beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was very <laughs> Made me cry a little bit. <laughs> Second, that's my answer almost as well. Um, I work in early childhood, and what we do at my center is something completely different than the most of the centers around here. But that's because we can afford to do what we do because we get grants and we get all of this stuff and our families are very well-to-do. They're professors, they're doctors, they're lawyers, stuff like that. And I would want to help the childcare centers around our area who take lower income families get things they need, new materials for arts, playground equipment, all kinds of stuff. But I'm also a multimillionaire and I can do what I want. So I'm also going to put some of it towards the animal shelters and like stuff like that because gotta help those animals. You gotta help the babies. They just need their they just need love. Spay and neuter your pets losers and fostering saves lives. Hashtag again. Willie says, donate to the restaurant industry workers for committing their entire livelihood to providing comfort for people as well as serving them food with a smile. Yes, that's a wonderful, that's a wonderful <laughs> idea. Um, there are definitely, definitely essential workers during this time. So definitely take care of those people. So Matt, lots you know, of causes, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I know we're going to get a bunch of different ones from a bunch of different people out there. So Matthew, how about you, man? If you were a, uh, freaking billionaire or something you had you had to choose uh, a cause <laughs> yeah number right. one congratulations you won um, capitalism great uh yeah, <laughs> yeah right what's a cause um, or charity for you man? I, I think that's a great question uh and i think i can kind of relate to what all what you guys already have said is uh like the first instinct is to want to donate to either first responders or the military or maybe a teacher's fund or or maybe homelessness but I, I was sitting here and i was like listening to your guys' ideas and i was like everything i can think is similar so i'm gonna go rogue and say i would start a whole new nonprofit, and basically what it would do would finance people to dress up in superhero outfits and then go out and try to touch somebody that day just in a positive way just truly in the community you see someone down pick them up or you see somebody completely down and out, you're the superhero for the day. It's your responsibility. Here's the money to back it. Change somebody's life, change somebody's world. I like that. I like that a lot. Bringing up uh, positivity and a smile to like a kid's, uh, there you go. That's wonderful shit. Uh, hell yeah, okay. Uh, let, me, let me see what uh, people on the internet had to say. Um, this first uh, little deal, I'm gonna open up a Snapchat here. Um, this comes from Katie. Um, and uh, looks like her name is K Mercedes 20 <laughs> on Snapchat and hit that up. Let's see what uh, Katie has to say, what her answer would be. If you were a multimillionaire and gave a million dollars to a cause, what would it be, Katie? Let's go. I give all my dollars to saving all the dogs. Save all the Why? dogs. Because they're fucking dogs. Save all the dogs. <laughs> I donate a million dollars. <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, thank you, Katie. Uh, <laughs> Uh, save all the dogs. All, all of them. Save them all. <laughs> uh, saw recently on John Krasinski's show, Some Good News, which is a really fun thing. Everybody should definitely check out while you're uh, – put it on your list of things to watch on this during this quarantine. Uh, he recently talked about uh, there was an animal shelter that actually was just celebrating having all of their animals uh, do, um, uh, adopted. Adopted. They, they literally had an empty 
uh, shelter for the first time ever since they were established. And I was like, oh, that's really, really cool. That's fantastic stuff. Um, isn't, isn't that the place right next to the Chinese restaurant? Uh, could be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah at least that was terrible. At least those adoption fees are going somewhere. Mm. <laughs> yeah. People are the worst. That's good. Um, this, this next thing comes from Nikki, and Nikki says, uh, uh, Fibromyalgia Research Fund, uh, because her mom uh, has her a spirit case, and they need money to research to hopefully find a cure. It's a super bad autoimmune disease, uh, yes, pain, inflammation. Um, uh, her mom is currently disabled and unable to work because of that. So um, that's definitely her cause right there. Um, I'm going to do one more here, and then we'll scoot on uh, over to Brian's deal. This one's from... <laughs> Yeah, hello. This one is from Rachel. This is from Rachel. Uh, she <laughs> says, let's see what her answer is here. Uh, hello. I will use this time to make another shameless plug for Duke 15Q Alliance. That's D-U-P-1-5-Q Alliance.org. I would give a million dollars to them easy because they need it because nobody knows about this syndrome and it should be studied further and help given to families. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel, for that wonderful answer. Uh, she was recently on a show, Matthew, and um, mm -hmm. that was actually the one that was, it was basically a week after a big old tornado hit the city of Nashville. And then about two weeks yeah. before, the entire I'm going to need you to put those up there, Brian, those comments that are rolling it. Thank you. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, great. Uh, Brandon says, where's Gracie's sideline coach headset tonight? Yeah, break that thing have it. You got Not it with tonight. you? You don't have it with you beside you? I mean, it's in the living room. <laughs> All right. Go Wait, play, thank you. That's the one I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I'll send you a picture later, Aranda. What about the rest of us, Aranda? What about the rest of us? Uh, like man, I'm the only one that matters. You ain't gotta tell me. I already know it. You know what I'm saying, man. You know what I'm saying. So, uh, Brian, how about you, man? You asked a really fun poll question. I want to see what everybody has to say about that. Yeah, yeah. Let's scoot on to my poll question, which was uh, Matthew. This is right up your alley, man. So give it a yep. second. I will go to you last here. But if you could invent an app, um, what would it do? Tell me about your app that you would invent. Um, so you should have no problem with this one, but uh, I'll give you a second thing on that. Let's um, let's go to Holler audience first, and I'll tell you what I'm going to go to Holler Facebook, um, and I'm going to start this thing off with Kyle. This is Kyle the Jester. He says uh, I would invent an app like Tinder or Grinder, but instead of sexy times, it hooks you up with random band members and musical artists to collaborate. Interesting. That's a good idea. I actually kind of like that. So, like, you you know, you might be in the mood to jam, and you just don't have a drummer. You don't have a bassist. You don't have a keyboard. Not a terrible idea, actually. <laughs> actually, I, I just saw that app today. Like two, <laughs> literally an hour ago. I'm not joking. Yeah. It's called, like, it's called S-M-U-L-E, Smule. Oh, yeah. Had, like, so, I don't know if that's kind of what you're talking about. But well, I was going to try to preempt. Brian with the whole thing is I, I wanted to tell everybody, don't worry, we're not going to steal your app idea. Uh, we totally are going to steal your app ideas. Well, yeah, <laughs> Rainer, AKA Rainer Robinson in the holler crowd tonight. 
but also uh, I did want to mention that, that we're not going to really actually we're not going to steal your ideas because everybody else has already stolen them. Honestly, it's <laughs> already been created. It's already out there. You just got to go find it. Uh, some of them just suck. That's just how it goes. But you know, that's the that's the way to that's kind of the way to that it, that it is. Brian, continue, please. Yeah, and JD, you bring up a very good point, and I and I kind of wanted uh, uh, Matt, who is our or our tech guru. Matt, you're basically like our miniature Elon Musk for this show. Okay, that's what we're going to call you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, I want you to basically call us out. So as we shout out these app ideas uh, again, maybe you could be like, "Hey guys, that app already exists. I just fucking <laughs> you know what I mean." My so, bad. Um, My bad. Yeah. Before, <laughs> no, no, yeah, continue, continue to do this. You are our tech guru okay. for this show. Um, and okay. again, guys, again, um, before before I continue to shout these out, I do want to remind you we do have a segment later on called "Holler at a Lawyer." So, as you guys are listening to this live show, um, if you do have a question that may pertain to the side of law, um, if you have a question for a lawyer, maybe you didn't want to pay for it. Um, we're going to bring you that segment live on the show. Hang in there with us. Hang in there with us. We're going to get to that. But as we keep going here, um, this next one comes from Sophie. Okay. And she wrote us a good little bit here. So I'm going to read this. She says, someone's probably going to say something uh, really useful, like a way to cure something or save someone. But here's my idea. Uh, it's probably silly, but whatever. I want an app that tells you all the random side attractions route wherever you're going not the big tourist trap places but things like i don't know most haunted or world's biggest whatever things that if you're road tripping someone you may want to stop and see some cool things uh the way it's all mapped out once you enter your destination and the road that it's taking it shows you everything that's available to see so there's an app sort of like it but it sucks. And to be honest, it doesn't work the way that ideally I would want mine to work. That's my point. That was my point. Yeah. So uh, it would be it would be interactive where people could post reviews about the places and also pin other fun random finds or places to the visits that aren't already on the map. If anyone takes this idea, you owe me money. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> That's dead. And that's legally binding. No, it's not. not yeah, <laughs> totally. Poor man's patent. <laughs> it has. He said it. It's got it. It's it's that's how it goes. Mm -hmm. uh, Ashley Agins in South Florida. She says, "What's up? What's up, Ashley, aka Smash? How you doing? What's up, girl? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the welcome to the show." Rainer uh, Robinson says, "Are you guys just going to steal my ideas if I give you app ideas?" That's his yes. question. Yes. Yes, yeah. thank you for asking. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Rainer, we are. Um, Abby, uh, we threw up on the screen earlier, Abby Scott, she says uh, her idea is an app that has a timer to drink water. It goes off and it doesn't stop until it verifies that you drink a certain amount of water. No idea how that actually works. Yeah. That would be wonderful. And we would all be so healthy and hydrated. Because I would assume you probably put us, you, you have to drink it out of a particular, like, uh, uh, <laughs> And that oh, yeah. Ship in it or something. Yeah. Well, uh, you could do a, um, you do a, so like a bottle top, a bottle top lid, and then a little spinner inside with a microchip that Bluetooth it over to your cell phone of how much liquid is passed. It literally, wow. There you go. Bam. Jesus. <laughs> there you go. I don't think it exists yet, but 
I've seen I've seen similar like measuring things. It was more so to measure fish though. Specifically <laughs> fish. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It was a computer that was designed to as fish went whizzing by, oh, it would count them. Okay. I thought see when for some reason I went my mind went culinary there and it was like, oh okay. They're really just like, you know, they're fishing for fish and collecting them. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm an idiot. Matt, uh, Matt do you do you promise that your autom automated lawnmower will not run over my dog if he's out in the yard? Do you promise? Yeah, I promise. But I can't promise that your dog won't attack my my lawnmower. So <laughs> I've had yeah. that happen a couple of times. I've never had a dog get hurt, but I've had like dogs attack the mower. And there's actually a video floating around of a moose that squares off with it and then stomps on it. Sick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Matt, <laughs> Matt, I do want to say regarding lawnmowers. So I work in orthopedics and I will tell you, this is bizarre. This is totally bizarre. I've only seen it once in my entire life. The worst injury I've ever seen come across in orthopedics was these two. This, this is not your fault. Okay. It's not you or your lawnmower's fault, but these two men, decided they wanted to trim their hedges at the at the house they lived at so while their lawnmower was running they both on either side of the lawnmower picked uh -huh. the lawnmower up to yeah. trim the hedges and yep. both of them chopped their fingers off <laughs> yep. yeah that's what, what happened during <laughs> yep. that's, that sounds that's terrible a blade lawnmower for you it has oh. zero forgiveness Yes. People are out here afraid of like sharks and like weird <laughs> stuff like that. Wow. Like 30, 34,000 people go to the ER every year with chainsaws, yet five people die from sharks and they're freaking out. Like, <laughs> uh, that stuff goes, man. You should see actually funny. I think um I think you'd like all the all the photos I have of crazy lawnmower stuff. Uh, I actually, we just posted one a couple days ago. It's two push mowers that have been attached to each other. So the oh, guy's got a oh, double wide. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's a West Virginia video. Or hey. whoa, whoa, I'm saying you guys are ingenious. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, okay. Really we're, we're not. We're not crazy. We're just ahead of the curve. You are. I mean, it's ingenious. <laughs> Brian, you got any more? Uh, uh, Little answers that you want to. Oh, there you go. Was Ashley says whiskey broke. Your app whiskey broke. Yeah, well, she has my app for whiskey broke, and that's because she has insider info that I basically drank like a bottle of whiskey tonight before the show, and uh, it's not going well my way. So she smashed. Thank you for pointing that out. Uh, I'm hanging in there the best I can. I'm doing okay. You know, <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, well, you got any more for right now? Do you want to scoot on to something new here? Uh, what do you think? No, I think I was, uh, was going to go with uh, with Facebook on the first round here. And just to make sure I don't have any more, no, no more on Facebook right now. So if you guys, yeah, if you guys wouldn't mind, we're going to uh, we're going to go ahead and scoot on to the next segment here. Go ahead. Go ahead and make it happen. Saul. At official holler dot com. Uh, so holler, holler, holler. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, you get you get to choose what, what direction we go next, man. We got two things that we could do. We can either go to uh, we do a weekly segment called Shots Fired, um, which is a really fun little thing. Um, which you can also obviously participate in if you do, if you want. We do it. You can if it's up to you. Uh, most most of the time, our guests end up doing it because it is very uh, therapeutic. But there's also 
we have another topic we could talk about here um, that is a kind of not necessarily too dissimilar from what we have been talking about. So what would you like yeah. to do? You want to go to our weekly segment or do you want to go to a random topic? Which which one would you like to go with? I, I'm game for anything. Um, well, you got to make I'm, a choice, brother. If, if, okay, let's uh, let's go weekly. The weekly one, and weekly. then if we have time, we can go talk about random subjects. I'm I'm down to talk about anything. We can talk about food, politics. We got anything. We definitely got time. We don't talk about politics on the show. I can tell you that. Uh, Brian, go ahead. Give me that freaking uh, uh, drop, buddy. Let's do it. Wait, what are we going to, JD? Sorry, say that again. We're not going to walk Mark Wahlberg. No, we're going to shots fired. Let's kick it. Okay, it's our favorite time of the week, guys. Let's talk some shit. Let's go. Shots fired. Guys, it's that time of the week. Uh, this is Shots Fired. It's the segment of the show where we talk some shit about something while we drink a shot of something. So we're going to fire a shot while we drink a shot. Um, and since I'm talking, I'm going to go ahead and go first. I think it's short and sweet. Um, guys, I do not speak Starbucks. I don't know how to speak it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry in advance. And to be honest, I'm very nice about it. So when I do, the random times I do go to Starbucks, um, maybe I'm in an airport uh, or, or whatever reason puts me to Starbucks. Um, I'm sorry. I always very politely go up to the register and say, um, you know, what is your tallest drink? You know, tall is a bad word, I guess, in Starbucks world. But like, what is your what's your biggest drink? Um, or I may ask something like, um, uh, I don't know, uh, how many how many shots of espresso comes in this drink? And it seems like at least about 75% of the time I get treated like a piece of shit. The person <laughs> at the register is like, um, yeah, it, it already comes with like three shots. Like you, you want more or no, like you dumb fuck like that kind of thing. <laughs> piece or, of shit. Yeah. Or, or they'll talk. Yeah. Or they'll talk about the size Here, of drinks. Let me open your mouth. Let me pour this hot coffee all over your face while you fucking cry. Let me oh, you and punch you in the face because you're a piece of shit. That's that's the feeling that I get when I order a Starbucks drink because I don't have the terminology down. And I'm like Starbucks people. I'm so so sorry. You guys speak your language. I appreciate it. You guys are great people. You have great drinks. If you just be nicer to me when I order your drinks, I would so much appreciate it because I come with that niceness to the register. You treat me like a piece of shit. Anyways, <laughs> I'm fired. Shots fired. Here we go. Give me some bullet sounds, bro. Oh, Smash says she gets five shots in her drinks. Of course you would. Smash. <laughs> Jeez. Smash, do you speak Starbucks? Because it's important. It doesn't matter if you get five shouts, shots. Shouts, shouts to John. I'm going uh, to chug what well, for him. Uh, by the way, I want to go last on this, guys, if that's okay. I just, that, that's my. Uh, that's my, that's my, you know, just my prefer. Are you guys cool with that? Is it fine if I go last? Yeah. Cool. Gracie, how Gracie. You? Gracie, your turn. Jesus. Willie's going to have a heart attack. Sorry. Anywho. <laughs> Why is um, that, Gracie? I'll... Nobody knows what you're talking about. Oh, oh it's because. Sorry, I guess says... I'm the only one reading the comments. 
Eight espresso shots and eight pumps of white mocha. That's a lot of espresso. Yeah. It's called a white lightning. Jesus. <laughs> yes, I do need espresso right now. That's a fact. Thank you, Smash. <laughs> Gracie, uh, it's called white oh, lightning. Um, Gracie, how about you? What what, uh, about what's, what's pissed you off? I don't off? know. I don't really, think I'm mad today. Really? Yeah. I think I'm okay. okay. I don't think I'm mad. I'll so, Gracie, you have nothing to fire a shot about. Is that correct? Nah, not today. Gracie, let me let me ask you this. Completely. Uh, I, believe, I believe recently maybe you had a life update. You had a COVID-19 <laughs> Oh, test. yeah. Yeah, you're right. I am really mad. Hi. <laughs> this is life update slash shots fired. Jump right into so, it. Our fucking governor of West Virginia, good old Jimmy Justice, decided it would be a great idea for all childcare workers to get tested for the coronavirus. Mountain Day. Look at this face right now. Not uh -huh. happy. I yeah. was pissed. I was pissed about so it all day. I was so uh -huh. mad. I was taking it out on everybody. Oh, it was I was mad. Right. I think I was mad because I was so scared because, you know, you watch videos on the internet of people getting tested for coronavirus oh, and it's yeah. terrifying. Yeah. If, 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 if terrifying. people don't know how it goes, could you explain what the yes, testing I will. is, please? <laughs> like, so I went, I did drive detail, please. Okay. Detail. Okay. So I got into my Jeep, turned it on. What? I said excruciatingly fine detail. Please. I'm working on it. Okay, so it, I get it, in my car. I'm still really pissed off. Possibly can. Okay, anyway, not the point. The whole point is I went through the drive through thing. I had to fill out all this information, blah, blah, blah. I got to keep the pin, though. That was nice. So I drive up to the third station, and the doctor says, are you ready? I said, no. He says, well, here it goes. Stick it in one nostril. He said, oh, wait, I can't get it all the way back there. I said, are you freaking kidding me? Because it feels like you're touching my brain right now. Tickle, tickle, so tickle. He had to put in, put it into the other nostril. And I did not cry. I really was nervous. I was going to cry about it. But I didn't cry. My eyes watered really bad in my nose. It was just extremely uncomfortable. It's a swab. It's about this long. Right. Yeah, it's a and the Q-tip end was so rough. Yeah, yeah. This well, if, if any sort of so this is about the size of my penis. So the swab about that size, but the, it's very thin. It's very very thin. Oh, wow. Just it was like, uncomfortable, and oh, I. Wait, didn't are we talking about the swab or your dick? Both. It's both. both. <laughs> the COVID nineteen swab very much resembles my penis. It even has it even has a very weird. Uh, like rough cotton swab. Worse in. than a flu test, Willie. Worse than the flu okay. test. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh it goes, they have to stay. Okay. They take the super long swab and they I'm pretty sure they touched the, my brain. They put it all the way in. They're not just in your nostril. It's going, it has to go past this area. It's the only way for them to actually test it. So it, it, what is the area, Brian, you might know a little bit more since you work a little bit in, in healthcare. Do you know it all? What, that part of your Brian just puts braces on people. Does he really? Is he really the one to ask what part not, of? Uh, he's more qualified than I am. I know that. <laughs> I, I am more qualified than JD, but however, I am a bone and muscle guy at the end of the day. So JD, all I can tell you is they're just going past the sinuses. They're getting they're getting the good shit. They're getting real yes. <laughs> uh, So, Matthew, have you uh, seen videos of people getting that test taken? 
Oh yeah, definitely. Hey, there's that. Look, there we go. She is hotter than y'all. Ooh, shot fire. <laughs> oh shit. That to me. That to me. Yeah, that's crazy. It's hotter than we are. Yeah, that's anyway. So here, this is it. My shots fired. Fuck the coronavirus. Fuck the coronavirus testing and fuck Jim Justice yep. because he thought that it would be a good idea for childcare workers to get tested, even though I've literally been working through the whole pandemic. That is it. I'm drinking. Do it. Hmm. Hell yeah. Wait. <laughs> oh, sorry, Gracie. I have one more so thing. Bad. No, I don't, I'm actually not angry about anything today. And then, bam, she's now. <laughs> I forgot I was mad about that. But I am happy to report that I got the call today. I tested negative for the coronavirus. Yeah. Negative. Negative Nancy right here. That's good. So sticking with Gracie's normal okay, life is negative. There we go. <laughs> yes, Gracie is not only negative hey, Brian. for COVID nineteen. Brian, she's shotgun. negative anyway. Shotgun, Brian. Uh, oh, Matthew, God. is there something that recently it's gone gone on in your life that kind of that kind of like pissed you off a little bit or anything? <laughs> kind of like, oh. what? Like oh, yeah. maybe a pet peeve or something that you? Oh, want definitely. To I've already got one picked out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's do it. Oh. Oh yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm so like living. I'm so pissed off about this. When you when you guys first started the subject, I was like, I don't have anything I'm pissed off about. And then all of a sudden, it came rushing in, and I was like, Oh yeah, I'm angry. I'm pissed off. It doesn't make any sense. So, and it's a West Virginia thing too. Oh, right there in West Virginia on a federal highway, you guys have a toll. And every time I hit that fucking toll, this is me the fuck off. This is the last time I went through that toll. I stopped and they said, hey, it's this much money. I don't have any cash on me, right? So it's even more. And I go, it says I'm on a federal highway, which means it's federally paid for by my taxes. And I actually looked up the history of that road. It was actually built by a general who was being paid by the federal government because it was so windy and fucked up. And now West Virginia is profiting $2 million a year. Fuck that goddamn toll bridge. <laughs> I hope they burn it to the fucking ground. I hate that toll bridge. We need like patriotic West Virginians to just go down there. You guys can keep the money you find. Let, let the hostages go. Burn it to the fucking ground and then clear it out of the way so we can drive through the road. Wow. <laughs> That's all yeah. I got. Passionate. Passionate. Yes. Right, give it some cats. Like, Matt, here's your shots fired. Go ahead and bring a shot to this. Do it. <laughs> Gosh. Well, mm. uh, I nearly uh, fell over backwards, guys. <laughs> the show will do that. <laughs> Mm. So it, uh, I've got the last one here, and uh, this is kind of just this is going to be another one of those random uh, sort of topic things that happen. But um, my shots fired this week um, is against birds. Uh, <laughs> Wait, someone was asking for birds. Yeah, the birds, birds. Were here. Whoever was asking for them. Birds is my shots fired. Uh, in general, really, number one. Uh, well, yeah, number one, birds in general. Fuck them. Number two, uh, do we even know? Do we even know if they're real? We don't know. We're not sure. Probably spies. I think Probably they're all government drones. Like you said, Matt, earlier that the auto mower technology 
is 15 years older than the Roomba technology, well, you know, these birds, come on. Why do you think they fucking land on electricity lines? They're just charging their batteries. Yep. But it is. Uh, why do they poop though? <laughs> why do they poop? Yeah, uh, what, what, what is uh they're reformatting their hard drives. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there's a lot of thought into this shots fired. Actually, uh, there's a lot of yeah. It's very it's dumb. Uh, but actually, I do have a fun little story. Uh, I'm going to take a shot though uh, about birds. So if you can go ahead, fuck birds, fuck, fuck birds, uh, birds, fuck birds. Fuck fuck birds. <laughs> um. So I have a fun little story. I wonder I can just see myself. Uh, so yes. Woke up in my house one day, came down into my dining room area, and um, I heard tiny little footsteps in my drop seat. And uh, I was uh, I was kind of freaked out, to be honest. It sounded like tiny little creatures were in my drop ceiling. Um, so uh, me and my roommate did a little investigation and we took out a, one of the panels of the drop ceiling and we found out that there were more, at least more than one bird <laughs> in, uh, in my drop ceiling. Randa makes it again. Yes, uh, queen. Oh yeah, birds ain't shit, all right? Um, thank you, Randa. Um, anyway, I had two baby birds in my drop ceiling. It was a whole oh. ordeal to have to take care of it. Now, I do want to let everybody know um, we got them out uh, we did not kill them. We took them outside and let them go. Um, uh, you know, I think all animals deserve a life of some sort. Um, even spiders and bugs. Even spiders and bugs. Yes. Uh, oh, I'm so proud of you. Um, so that was very much an ordeal, though. We had to find out where they were getting in. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, hang on a second. <laughs> chicken wings are the shit, but they shouldn't treat the chickens that way. But yeah, pigeons are Hades. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, fuck birds, man. Chicken wings do taste good, though. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we had to find out where they were. So apparently, what had happened? Uh, some birds were building a nest, and uh, apparently, the people that installed the vinyl siding on the side of my house uh, did not do that good of a job because they had built a nest inside the siding, which caused somehow the the way this house is built. Uh, some of the baby birds that had hatched in that nest had fallen into a crack in the, they're very small. Birds are like all feathers, no fuck, especially baby birds, no fucking, no, like very tiny. And they fell through all a crack. Feathers, no fuck birds. <laughs> uh, they found a crack in the wall, apparently fell through that, and that got into my drop ceiling. Uh, but it was very, very weird uh, having to get birds out of the inside of your home. Uh, these little birds kind of look like Bernie Sanders. They had little, <laughs> the little weird like feathery bits on the top of them. It was very, very weird. Uh, it was, I had to basically tear apart my dining room in order to get to the, find these birds. But again, found them alive, took them out. It was very good. Got it taken care of, took care of the nest, fixed the siding. It was an eventful day, but it was a day that I had to do nonetheless, did not want to do, had to do it. Sucked, sucked real bad. Sucked real bad. You guys have any bird stories? I have a bird story right away, just like this. So, uh, 
uh, JD and I happen to be part of a, uh, a similar group chat where we uh, we share stories with the bros. JD told me he had a bird story, and I'm like, dude, I've got a bird story right now. Here we go. So I uh, I let my dog out. I've got a fenced-in backyard, right? And my dog's about a 50-pound uh, pit bull Boston Terrier mix. He's a lover. Anyone that knows him from this podcast, he's a lover of all humans. His name is Little Serge Tankium. So Serge goes out to explore, as he always does multiple times a day. And I usually leave the door cracked, and I hear all this commotion from outside, like unusual commotion. And it's from birds. They're going fucking ape shit. And these birds normally don't go ape shit. So I'm like, what's going on out here? So I walk out to my backyard, and I find all these birds like dive bombing my, my backyard. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And what's happened is Sturge thinks he's found like basically like a squeaky toy. You know, he's a dog. He doesn't know better. And he's found uh, a juvenile bird who is learning to fly. And the parents had the juvenile in the yard teaching it to fly. Serge runs out and grabs the bird oh, in his shit. mouth. <laughs> oh, no. So, so mom and dad bird are pretty mad, right? And they're dive bombing. And, and so, like, I really yell at Serge. He knows he's fucked up. He puts the bird down. His ears are down. He's sad about it. He knows he has fucked up. And uh, so he comes running in. And, uh, yeah, long story short, the bird, believe it or not, survived. Serge did not puncture it. He just had it in his mouth. That's it. That's all he had. <laughs> so once I got him in, yeah, once I got him in away from all the shit, the birds got the juvenile bird out of my yard, and uh, and all was good. But Serge had that bird in his mouth for a second. I love <laughs> that you continue to call it the juvenile bird. <laughs> The juvenile bird. His name is Gary. The bird. He has a name. What well, was funny about the bird? Okay, birds, man. Fuck. Uh, I got pooped on by a bird once. That's about my bird story. Bird stories. And what I realized after I figured out what was going on in my house with these baby birds in my ceiling, I started telling my friends about. It. They were like, "Shit, dude, I got a story about birds. Let me tell you all about it." Fuck. Everybody's got a bird story. It's crazy. So tell us about getting shit on by a bird. Um, I was getting off the city bus with a group of children because we had just come from the movies. It was summer, like three or four years ago, maybe. And all of a sudden, I just get this warm, gooey feeling on my arm, and the bird had pooped on me and a child. Yeah, it was gross. We were disgusted. Is that the only kind of bird story you got? Just getting shitted on? That's the only kind of bird story. There's so many. I mean, birds. we have birds. That, well, there, we have birds that live lot, in our you know, playground actually, structure. Yeah, but you know, a lot of bird stories do have to do with the feces. That's true. Yeah, about that part of it, Matthew. I'm sure you've got some, an interesting bird story. Everyone's got one. Let's give me okay. the on the top of the head. Okay, I've got a bunch of different bird stories. <laughs> I do. I do. I really do. I have a bunch of them. So I'm going to tell you my favorite one, the one I think is the most hilarious. All right. Um, I, I, I have one that's a little bit more recent, but it's morbid, not funny. Uh, so I'm going to tell you the story about me being a little kid in preschool. And I come in and I go, the teacher knows that we're raising turkeys. Good old bird story, right? And she goes, how are the turkeys? They're awesome. They're doing good, right? Come in again. How are the turkeys? They're getting bigger. They're awesome, right? How are the turkeys? They're getting bigger. They're awesome. One day she asked me, how are the turkeys? I said, delicious. <laughs> the teacher never picked up on the fact that we called one Thanksgiving and the other one Christmas. 
Oh, well, there you oh, go. My gosh. Hey, you got to fatten them up. I mean, you know, at least there was sustainable living. You, you, this was straight farm to table bird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's I, I grew up on a farm, so. Oh, yeah. So you know all about it. You, you got, your, oh, you got yeah. your eggs straight from the nest, man. That's good. Yeah. We actually used to do uh, green eggs. Oh, there's wow. a there's a South American chicken that lays green eggs. We got one by mistake, and then we've been buying them ever since. Do you have any uh, ham with them? With them? Uh, only on occasion when I want to crack the joke of green eggs and ham. <laughs> well, we just did it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna read some of the bird stories that I had gotten sent by some friends, oh. <laughs> uh, especially some of the ones that were on that group chat Brian was telling you about. Uh, and I told everybody about my birds. Everybody just started posting about birds. And that's how I realized everyone's got sto stories. Uh, Chase, uh, who will be on the show very soon, who we haven't seen him in a hot minute. I miss you, Chase. He's a good dude. Uh, there was a bird that used to sit on the mirrors of his Honda every day and shit down the sides of his doors. Uh, he said he let it go for three weeks. Finally, he actually saw him pecking at his own reflection in his window. So that's when he knew he had to draw the line. Uh, he put a sticky mousetrap on top of each of his mirrors. He came home oh, and, and he had he got the guy. He said he flipped him upside down the road at his parents' house and beat him to death with a shovel. Jesus Christ! Okay. <laughs> I'm taking the bird. My first I'm be free, be free, little bird. And he's oh. like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna beat the hell out of it." Uh, his mom was horrified. Told told him he wasn't allowed to tell anybody his family that story, but. Uh, he didn't nope. want him to die in the in the glue, so he killed him. He said, <laughs> he said, my rage at that point of lines of bird shit down both sides of my car for three weeks straight. <laughs> He's lucky I didn't hammer fist the thing to death. Uh, <laughs> revenge is a fickle little bitch. Jerry said that Ryan shot a pigeon with his uh, BB gun and wounded him, but couldn't finish him off, so his uncle smashed it with a cinder block. Jeez. <laughs> Ryan. What I gotta be honest. Oh, not you, Brian. <laughs> I, I shot my first pigeon earlier this year. Was it pigeon? No, dove. Oh, whoa. That is delicious. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. It's You only get, like, this much meat, yeah, it's not one off of each breast. Like I said, not but I'm talking, like, filet mignon. It's a red meat, and it's so tender and delicious. Wow. I'd like to try that up sometime. Oh, dude, I'm telling you. Let call me. I hear West Virginia's covered in them. <laughs> uh, yeah, well then, come, yeah, we'll have you back on the show, man. You'll have to show us a, a live demonstration of automower, and uh, we'll yeah. eat. Some uh, oh, we definitely can eat some good stuff, and I'll bring some. Uh, I'll bring some Kentucky bourbon and some homemade wine. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! yeah. Finally, just one last little bird story. Berkeley says that he saw a big ass crow chasing and fucking up a squirrel the other day. Literally <laughs> <laughs> knocked the squirrel over. And then the squirrel would get back up, and then the, the crow would continue to swoop down and knock him over. Apparently, they were just playing. Or that the crow is just an asshole. I'm telling you, birds, <laughs> birds are fucking dicks, man. Anyway, birds, guys. That's it. As you can see, I'm wearing birds. a Batman shirt. Uh, a bat is not a bird. It's a different animal. Speaking speaking of birds, we've got we've got Smash out there. Let me pull this up on the screen. She says, uh, "People that want to do that to geese here, they're dicks." So geese, geese are assholes. Geese are yeah. geese are dicks. <laughs> I've been trying to hunt Canadian geese for Hi. years. I ate duck this week, and it was 
tasty. Greasy? The first time you had that? No, but it was good anyway. Oh, you've had it. You'd had it before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got You know, duck is not bad. I've had a duck egg. I had a duck egg not too long ago for the first time. That was kind of fun. It make everything richer. So good. Um. Anyway, anyway. birds. Anyway, birds. Uh, anyway, birds. Tweet, tweet, uh, very, very glad that we got to talk about birds. I had been t- hyping up the fact that I was going to talk about birds on the podcast this week. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Uh, anyway, that's it for Bird Talk. Uh, my name is JD Short. Uh, hit me up, uh, JD at birdtalk.com. Bird yeah. Talk. And, and, and guys, what we're going to do right now, we're going to holler at the audience. That's what this show is all about. It's it's holler. It's the podcast that shouts you out. It's brought to you by BeerChugging.com, uh, our proud sponsors. So we're going to open up a few more answers. And then after we do that, we're going to bring you a segment called Holler at a Lawyer. So if you're just now tuning in, you maybe have a legal question that you may want to ask. Uh, we're going to bring on a lawyer here shortly. So uh, stay tuned for that. Holler at a Lawyer. But first... Uh, just holler at us. It's Holler Nation. What's up? Listen to all of our past episodes at officialholler.com. So regarding an app that people would, would invent, let's go to Holler Nation and let's hear the first one from Lexi. Uh, Lexi, thank you for snapping the show. What's up? Invent an app. I wish I had an app that told me when I was making a stupid decision. Sick in general, you know, like okay, this is probably not a good idea, Lexi. Like, maybe option B or C or just D. No, <laughs> just don't do it. I feel like they have that stupid decision yeah. apps. Yeah, yeah, it's um, uh, Apple, I think, has a isn't it called like a mirror setting? <laughs> yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah certain- like, and if you have to <laughs> look at it. If you have to ask the question, is this a dumb idea? It probably is a fucking stupid ass idea. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's just classic. Yeah, yeah. The app is actually built into everyone's brains, or at least should be. I think a lot of people haven't updated that app. Uh, very well, but, yeah. Have you ever seen the Neuralink? Oh shit, no. What is that? <laughs> never heard about that. See, you were talking about Starlink earlier, and you've never heard of the Neuralink. Oh. So the Neuralink is a computer that actually hooks into the neurosystem. The basically the whole nervous system of the brain. Holy shit. Um, so you can download stuff like that and store memory, so on and so forth. It's another Elon Musk company. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Welcome to Black Mirror. There we go. Yeah, right? Well, we'll see how that turns out for humanity. Shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, just really just look in a mirror. Yeah, just pull up your selfie camera. Look at your own face. Ask yourself the question, should I be doing this or not? Should I be recording a podcast right now? Probably not. I really do like this. I can just see myself and fix my hair. Anything else to do? You know, shit. (laughs) This next snap answer rolls in from Adam. This is out of North Carolina. Adam, what's up, dude? Um, Adam says, I would create a new form of social media. Now, hold up. Think about it. A new form of social media where everything you posted had to be positive. And if you posted something negative, kicked your ass off the social media. For, for good. No, no second chances. No nothing. Positive. Friendly. Not informative. 
not want informative because everybody got an opinion when it's informative. We just need positive. Like, I hope everybody's having a good day. Here's this funny meme. And if you get offended, again, you get the shit kicked out of you. <laughs> uh, I, an app. I would want an app that syncs all my notifications into one solitary app. So I just don't have to keep going back and forth. Like, kind of in the sense that Time Hop syncs everything together so you can just see it all at once instead of like going into different apps to see different memories. I would just like to have an app that would. Get all my notifications to one place. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about all the little bubbles everywhere. It's a yeah. very which answer. This is Maggie uh, Adams' girlfriend who also hopped in on that answer. But uh, that's that's a great that's a great answer. I really like that second answer. Actually, I like that. Uh, yeah. Matt, is there yeah, is, Matt? Is there an app like that, or is it like is there a function on phones that well, actually? Well, I I heard two different app ideas. So like, which one are we talking about? It's really the second one. The first one, the positive uh, social media thing, uh, that worked for about uh, th two maybe three minutes, and then everybody would get kicked off instantly. That actually reminds me a whole lot of China that's un, un is rolling out a program right now of um, social credits, and basically, if you're not a nice person you can't travel like you're not allowed using public transportation and the more like credits you lose you pretty much can't get a job like so on and so forth it's, it's weird it's like six months out right now that seems to me to be a, a, a bit easy to game and or abuse that kind of a system yes no. yeah 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 that's why it's like caught the attention worldwide yeah. Uh, what, was, what was the other one? What was the other idea? The other idea was uh, one app that just had all the notifications <laughs> for your different apps all in one window so you wouldn't have to yeah every application uh, totally separately. I personally, I love the idea. Um, it exists in small areas and the fact that like they have platforms that do that. So I'm going to give you an example that every, a lot of people probably use. Instagram. If you post on Instagram, it can actually post onto Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr with one post, right? So they actually have the same thing for incoming messages. The problem is, is a lot of times they don't get all the contract. So they'll do it for like certain platforms, but we'll be missing one of your platforms over here. Right. And then they all, every one of those platforms, they all have different, uh, you know, ways to log in and different yeah, missions and yeah. things, and they're not all based on the same frameworks or things. So it's yeah. like they might use messaging a totally different way than other apps. So yeah, I mean, I think the closest thing is the notification center. Maybe this happens yes. on a, on a uh, iPhone. I think Android actually has the same thing, but it's you can actually just kind of drop down, and your phone itself will collect all of the notifications and put them on one sort of screen. But even that doesn't work very well. And even in that case, some of those notifications are dumb. Like it's yeah. Candy Crush saying. Hey, uh, Miss P uh, Miss Piggy's got the chocolate fountain on, you know, and you're like, what? Nobody. Cares. Yeah. I will uh, say, uh, I will say, there is an episode of Black Mirror um, where everyone has a uh, a personality score or a personal score based off of how they treat people and how they do things, and it's like above their head, like they're like a fucking sim, you know, and. Uh, as they go about life uh, and their decisions, their score either goes up or down. And these people are battling to like get their score up higher. Uh, what a fucked up scenario. I don't want to live in that life. That sounds fucking weird. Nope. No, not, not at me. all. 
then again, it is meant to be like a, a sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, statement about like current life right now. The more friends you have or followers you have on your social media is supposed to possibly give you more cred or something. I don't know. That's not that's not human. That's not real. Fuck that shit. Yeah, it's weird. It's where do we draw the line? I mean, even when you get like an Uber, uh, you know, some guys have given like uh, uh, 5,000 rides and they've got this like, you know, this great Uber score. You might get a guy that's given like 55 rides, but he's like much of a cooler person. You never know. Yeah, you never know that stuff. You never know. You don't knock until you try. Any more uh, uh, posts on your side, Brian? Yeah, yeah. Let's open some things up. So we've got um, – We've got Smash. This is Ashley in Jacksonville, Florida. What's up? So it's just like uh, her closet and Clueless. She has closet on uh, when she matches all of her outfits. I wish I had an app that kept all of my clothes in it and where they were to be able to find easier. Because we all know how many clothes I own. Way too fucking many. So if I had an app to do that, you could like pick out my clothes for me and like It'd be awesome. That's it. Yeah, and you know, pretty. You know what? I'm so glad that Smash said this. That's a great answer. First of all, that's my favorite answer probably so far. But uh, this brings me to what I was going to say now, and it like the light bulb went off in my head. The whole reason I posed this question, Matt, um, is because I'm a retro game collector. So I collect like uh, N64, Nintendo, Sega Genesis, especially. So Sega and N64 are my specialties, but I collect everything retro, Xbox, um, all this stuff. Um, I need – I know that apps exist, but they're not good enough is my point. I need an app that um, when I type a game in that I already own – let's just give an example. Uh, For the N64, I'm going to type in uh, Mario Kart because I already own it. When I type that in, um, I want that app to automatically store. Um, do I have the app, or do I have the game? First of all, yes, I do. Secondly, um, is it in box? Is it complete in box, or is it not complete in box? Does it have the uh, the manual or no? I want the app stuff really quickly. Um, and not only do I want to store this information for the N64, but I need this for like Sega Genesis. I need it for all my retro games. And I need this to quick reference so that when I'm at a yard sale or I'm online at an auction, I can pull up my quick reference and I can go, hey, I own Mario Kart, but I don't own the manual for it. I I own GoldenEye, and I own that actually complete in box. I own everything. I don't need that one. You know, I need to be able to quickly dive through all of my retro video games. There's my app that I There are apps like that, uh, but not for video games. Uh, There's specifically one I can say is for records. Uh, Discogs, I think, is is what it's called. But you can it's it's uh, a way for you to catalog all the vinyl albums that you own, and whether or not they're reissues, whether or not they're special editions, whether or not they're sealed or unsealed. Um, seems like it'd be an easy carryover, dude, to have like something like that. But for video games, it's it's kind of a no brainer. So is the fucking clothes thing. I want to mention, by the way, Smash, yeah. fucking awesome idea. If there was a way that like you could. You know, every every clothes item that's in your closet is all on your phone. It would actually, it would know enough information about all those clothes. They would actually be able to like create outfits for you. You wouldn't have to think about it. That's a fucking great idea. Just open the app up and hit the random button, hit shuffle, and it would, like it wouldn't put this nasty pea green color with this bright pink or something, you know, because that does clash. But you know, like 
That's a pretty good idea. Okay, I've got an idea. Tracy's got one. Go for you it. You have a smart closet that oh. stores all of your clothes, and it's got this screen, and you just swipe. You have sections like dresses, shirts, pants, shorts, skirts, whatever. Or you can have an outfit section, and you just swipe, and you tap which one you want, and your closet just spits it out at you. And then next thing you know, next thing you know, Matt's smart lawnmower comes in and runs your clothes over and your dog along the way in the closet. <laughs> Very true. Uh, um, speaking of the mower, Matt, I did want to ask you. Uh, yep. Talking more about that stuff. Um, that particular <laughs> mower, and I know you're still listening because you just walked off. Yeah. <laughs> you could, or not? It's good. I think he left. Over. <laughs> Here. I'm just making sure we we have power. You know, I don't I don't want to disappear completely on you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is, is that does the mower is it controlled via app? Does it actually is there an app that comes with that mower and does it actually tell you like what is happening, what the progress is, uh, things like that? I mean, I'm assuming, like you said, geofencing is a part of it. Like the the mower is only going to be in this part of the yard, you know, and only works. Well, Scratch is 75 percent mode. Yeah, I mean, is there is there an app like that? Is is there an app for that mower? Is what I'm asking. Uh, da, 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 da. Yes, there is an app. Are you about to show it? Or? Yeah, I am. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting. I'm logging off of a customer's mower, so like I'm right on my app, and I literally have been controlling a customer's mower, and it's a over a hundred miles away from me right now, and I can tell you down to inches where that mower is, how high it's cutting. I can tell you anything about it. And the progress of the yard, say, like, does it actually tell you, like, will it send yeah. you to your phone saying, like, your yard is complete, Master? Um, so these mowers work different than a traditional mower. What they do is they maintain a perfectly cut yard. So the grass, every time you visually look at it, it's always perfectly cut. Wow. So, yeah, it's, it's a little bit different in that aspect. But, like, I'm going to log in. I'll show you my map. I, as long as it's actually been running, which I doubt it's been running recently, uh, you'll actually be able to see where it's been in the yard. Wow, that's crazy. It'll actually tell you the location of it in your actual yard. Oh, yeah, and it'll tell me it's like where it's been. So let's do it. Yeah. So, like, you see the lines? <laughs> yeah. And then you can actually see my mower park right there at the side of the house. That is wild. So, yeah, this one is on an acre and a half of grass. So that path, is that the path of the mower? Yeah, yeah, that's where it was driving probably, like, the last, like, 30, 20, 30 minutes of it. Is it zigzagging back and forth in that it, pattern. Is it erratic like that because it's like the mower knows that the yard has to be this big and only this area of the yard actually grew that much. So it goes to that area and cuts it and goes right back. Is that what it is? All of those. Wow. All of those. So in other words, what I'm saying is, um, is it, does it look random? It looks random. We did tests from 2000 to 2005 to find the perfect pattern. The perfect pattern isn't a pattern. It is to randomize it a little bit. This thing's actually working on a bunch of algorithms that have led it to decide where to cut, when to cut, how much to cut. But it also has uh, a little bit of an algorithm that will tell it to go out and buzz just one little spot. So you guys know how you have that spot of your yard that grows a little faster because it has more moisture? Yeah. Yeah. It'll go to that spot and it begins spiraling until it dominates the whole thing, but it also maps it. And after it does it a couple times, it goes, 
huh, there's a funny spot that grows a little faster than the rest of the yard. And it'll come out from its charging station, go over there, buzz just that spot to make it look perfect like the rest of the yard, and then it'll come home all by itself. Jeez. I don't even have to do that. It actually learns and figures out your yard all on its own, so long as you're talking about, like, the X series models. Like, we, I'm not going to say I don't have some cheap, dumb ones. Right. But I don't really – I typically don't sell those. I typically just fulfill the installation for, like, Lowe's or corporate. I personally have never sold one of the dumb ones because I, I think that if you're going to buy a robotic lawnmower, I you want to the whistles. You know? Why would you want a dumb smart? Yeah, what the fuck would you buy? If you're going to buy a robotic lawnmower, where the hell would you buy the cheap, shitty one? Come on. <laughs> Give me your dumbest uh, robotic lawnmower. <laughs> well, like, th- this is like the over-under. Like, realistically, it's like um, $1,600, bucks, dumb, 2000 smart. Yeah, yeah. Like for four hundred extra bucks, you want the GPS tracking. Yeah, you're all. You want anti theft. You want learning algorithms and the satellites tracking it. So you know. So anyway, and, uh, I'm gonna spitball some uh, smart motor questions at you. Here we go. Are you ready? Um, yeah. The company Boston Dynamics. Uh, I know they them. are out of Belgium. They are they are popular for. Uh, fucking whacking their fucking robots with hockey sticks and other things. If I hit your lawnmower with a hockey stick, what happens? Um, and nothing. I, like, you could hit, might find, like, a little spot, but I, honestly, if I hit it with a hockey stick, nothing's going to happen. You're not going to break it with a hockey stick. Metal baseball bat, and, like, I'm six foot two, two, 220, 230. If I hit it with a metal baseball bat, I might get some plastic to break off, but they're actually built pretty good. But you were talking about Bell Robotics out of Belgium. That that's actually a company I know. You know they actually have robotic lawnmowers, right? Um, no, I don't. Actually, yeah, yeah. So there's they called Big Mo. Oh. They have two variations. One of them is called Big Mo. It got so Bell Robotics actually got bought out though by a Japanese company. Don't ask me how to say it, Yakamoto or whatever. And then they did a deal here in the United States with Echo. You know, like Echo weed whackers, chainsaws. Okay. And so they sell Big Mo through the Echo brand. It's just branded different in different colors. Uh, I actually nearly did a deal with them because I like Big Mo. This is the problem currently that Echo has in the United States. They don't have a supply chain. So like if something breaks, you're fucked because all the parts are being manufactured by Bell Robotics and they just don't have any extra parts here. Wow. That's wild. That's more expensive. What happens if your robotic lawnmower takes to my lawn and then a downpour starts while I'm at work? It's pouring on the on the lawnmower. It's so yeah, doesn't matter. It's uh, water resistant, IPX uh, sixty seven. So it's a maximum level of water resistance without me being able to actually take it down into a pool. Uh, we actually use a, wa- a gasket, basically a waterproof gasket, on the inside of it to prevent any water going into the electronics. I will say, please don't spray it down with a hose. Just brush it off if it's dirty. But I don't. I let mine run in the rain every day, like that. It's raining. If you would do it to your phone, you don't. You know, if you wouldn't do it to your phone, don't do it to the to your auto mower. Well, I have a waterproof phone too, so like I, I like I go and shower with my phone. Like you're not taking your garden hose to your phone and going, everybody, look at this. No, but like, do do I run my my robotic lawnmower in the rain? Yes, one hundred percent. I run it in the rain, without a doubt in my mind. 
it seems like a silly idea to do that anyway, though, uh, because if it's raining, when you want to wait till it's done raining to mow, because <laughs> like this is the only negative that I've seen. Um, the only negative I've seen out of mowing in the rain is the idea that the clippings sometimes clump up and then you're cutting what's already been cut. So you might dull your blades a little faster, yeah. but blades are a dollar. There's three of them. Yeah, there's three blades that cost a dollar. Like, who cares if you dollar? Okay. Shit. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, that's eh, a dollar. Who cares? Can you, can you replace the blade yourself? On, on yeah. Yeah. Well, it depends. I'm not. Everyone. You have to be qualified. So, like, it's typically an elaborate, like, lengthy process to qualify you. Have you ever used a screwdriver before? Yes. Congratulations, you're qualified. Hey. I'm qualified. Hey. Auto mowers, y'all. I got a new job. Hey. Thanks yeah. for the job, Matthew. <laughs> I expect Dude, my last question, last question about the auto mower. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about like like on my regular mower? Um, I'm used to fixing things like um, a spark plug and an air filter. How easy are those things to fix on the auto mower? <sighs> well, it, it takes a long time to fix those things because they're not on the auto mower. It's another smart. It's it's a hundred. It's a hundred electric. There is no gas. There is no oil. There is no air filter. This is God's honest truth. If you're going to run this thing for the next ten years, there are three things you need to do. One, pick it up and put it inside for winter. Don't leave your shit out in the snow. Come on, have common sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put it inside for winter. That's number one. Number two is give it new blades, which costs a dollar. Um, I typically replace mine twice a year. People that are really anal about it might do it every six weeks or every four weeks, but typically expect to spend about $10 a year for blades. And then just like your cell phone, your battery kind of gets old after a couple of years. Your battery is going to go bad in the mower after so many years. I've been talking to people who have been owning them for a long time. I actually just saw one that was from 1999 the other day. So cool. It was still up and running. Wow, and wow. Uh, on average, I would say that you're going to change your battery somewhere between and it's variable, depending on how you treat it. How do you winterize it? But I'm going to say typically six to eight years on a battery and a battery is going to run you anything from one hundred to one hundred and eighty dollars, depending on how like what model it is. Still not not no, it's not shit, is it? A hundred bucks for a fucking battery, a dollar for blades. We had to actually get a lawnmower fixed and it cost one hundred and fifty bucks to fix the one piece. Oh, so so like in general, nothing really breaks on them. And from my so, I'm gonna give, tell you to you like this: like what could break that would cost you money? I've done zero warranty work, but the entire machine's covered for two years, including the lithium-ion battery. Every time I've ordered a replacement part in, it ends up sitting on my shelf because we find out that it doesn't need it. I take that back. We replaced one wheel, one front wheel. On uh, one. Yeah. Failure. I know, right? One wheel. (laughs) Yeah, other than that, like inside of them, there's not much in there. There's a there's a connect chip that's a little expensive and there's a motherboard that can be a little costly. Right. I, I don't know how you would damage that. You know what I mean? Like you pretty much have to slam the machine down to break the microchip that's inside and so heavily protected. That's insane. I love I it. I can't believe there's so much 
there's so much to know about robotic lawnmowers. That's insane. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. Uh, guys that are maybe just tuning in, guys and girls that maybe find this interesting, um, we will provide links on it. Uh, we'll give you all the links to, to Matt's products, uh, what he's all about. We're loving this. We're loving it strong. But right now, this is all about Holler Nation, and they right now are inventing apps, which is what got us on this topic. Of course. So, yeah. so Sonny from Holler Nation. Yeah, let's not hear Yeah, he says, uh, this is Sonny from Holler Nation. He says he wants to invent an app that is a bourbon locator. It tells you when a certain bourbon hits the shelf, and it gives you the price of the bourbon. That's a great app. I'm all about this. It's kind of like a, uh, like a gas app, but it's a bourbon app, you know? I like that. That's a good idea. I like bourbon. Um, Mike Perry entered the chat. Mike says he wants an app. He can run a pick through, and it strips all the filters off of picks. So if he's been sent a picture from somebody, he can strip those filters off, see what it's all about. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. See the real defiltering de app, the de uh, photo defiltering app. Jen Donovan has entered the, the chat. She says she wants a breathalyzer app. And you know what? That exists. And I knew Matt's going to say that as well. That, that yep. definitely exists. I have taken the test on the breathalyzer app and uh, there are videos to prove it. It's a fun app, as a matter of fact. Yeah, we were meant we were supposed to do that on our show set at one point. Did we ever did we ever do that? No, okay, we're going to end up doing that. Uh, yeah, so, we do that. And I think the whole point is to try to get as drunk as we can on the show so that we can see if our see how high we can get our scores together. <laughs> All right. Uh, Corey, Corey, a.k.a. Megatron483, he says he wants a COVID-19 beer chugging app. So uh, our sponsors, he would like them to have their own app. So there's your idea, sponsors. Uh, Corey would download it if you had it. Um, I'll see what I can do about that. Yeah, there you go. And uh, let's see if we've got one more. This one's from Nikki. She says she would like an app that allows you to pay someone. Uh, it's less than your salary to do your job for you. So the caveat is they have to be qualified for whatever the said job is. <laughs> I, I think that does exist. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just called uh, hiring a new person and giving them less money. Capitalism is what it's called. Yeah, pretty much. Right. I'm pretty sure actually Disney did that. Yeah. Disney got sued for doing that because they brought in a bunch of foreign engineers that were qualified and then had the previous engineers train their own replacement. Oh, that's so weird. Matt, it's actually got, illegal. Matt, I've got a story yeah. for you, and I don't care how much of a piece of shit or asshole this makes me sound like because it was the young me. It Sweet. was uh, it was young Brian, and I don't care. So here we go. Okay. Here's my story. You're going to like this for a couple of reasons because, A, it's uh, it's about capitalism and money, and, B, yep. it's about mowing lawns. That's the two things that you're all about. So here we go. Uh, <laughs> so here we go. <clears throat> my dad, when I was a teenager, he sets me, he sets me down. He says, son, I'm going to need you to mow this lawn. And our lawn is like this ridiculous lawn. It's like a mountainside. I'm not kidding. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, like acres of like forest. And, uh, it's like not a regular flat lawn. Um, I had a couple problems with this. First of all, I wanted no part of mowing the grass. And secondly, like 
fuck that grass. That's an insane amount of grass. I'm trying to like go play sports and do teenager stuff. Why are you bothering my life with this dad? Why are you trying to ruin my life? So my dad one day sets me down after trying this for like multiple times. He's like, no, today's the day. Fuck it. You're mowing the grass. You're weed eating. Here's what's up. So he sticks a weed ear in my hands, sends me outside to, to weed eat. And I'm mad. So I start banging the weed ear against the, the lawn. And he's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, seriously, just fucking mow the grass. What are you doing? Um, so my dad, being the gracious man that he is, he gives me one final chance to, to mow the lawn. So he goes to work. This is in the teenager days of like, uh, I'm in like eighth grade, ninth grade. Okay. So I'm at home during the summer. And my dad leaves me this note with money on the table. And he says, son, here's your money to mow the lawn. Um, and he gives me this stack of money. We'll call it, we'll call it 40 bucks. Okay. So he leaves me 40 bucks on the table, says mow the lawn. I want it mowed by the time I get back home. You've got all fucking day. Go for it. So I call up a couple of hardworking friends that I know that I have that love to mow lawns. They love to work hard. And I'm only 14 years old at this point, by the way, I'm in eighth grade. And, uh, I call up my buddies and I'm like, uh, like you guys like to cut grass, right? You like to make money. They're like, yeah, we're all about it. And I said, Hey, here's what's up. I will give you guys 30 bucks. If you'll come here and mow this lawn. And they were like, yeah, we're all about it. So they come and they mow my grass for 30 bucks. So my dad pulls up and I'm sitting at home. I'm kicked back and I'm just watching TV and my dad pulls up. My friends are mowing the lawn. He's like, what the fuck's going on out here? And I'm like, oh, I hired my buddies to mow the lawn. <laughs> he's like, he's like, what's going on? And then I explained to him, I'm like, well, I made $10 <laughs> because I hired my buddies for $30 to mow the lawn. He's like, that's my fucking $10. This is bullshit. But he learned in that moment. He's like, all right, I, I'm not going to try to outsmart Brian when it comes to this stuff because he's just going to fucking like undercut me or whatever. So mm -hmm. there's my lawn mowing story. Uh, my dad once paid me 40 to mow the lawn. I paid my friends 30 and I pocketed 10. That's what happened. I like it. Did dad let you keep that 10 bucks? I don't know. We argued about it. I don't know what happened. <laughs> like, more likely, uh, I could just, I love envisioning too, like in, in your in your young brain, you're like, what? What's the issue? Yeah. I mean, it's a smart it's, idea. It's all getting done. They said it was cool for that. I mean, I get to keep the 10 bucks, yeah. whatever. You told me it's got, just get it done. I got it done. What's mm -hmm. the, the issue? Uh, if only we could have automated lawnmowers back then. It, hey, fuck it. There's a question. Where the hell would my automated lawnmower go if I have a yard that has like forests and stuff? I guess I set the geofence so that it doesn't just take off into the forest and it's gone forever. Is that what I do? Uh, it just depends on the exact situation um, and how many acres we're talking about cutting. Uh, it, there's multiple variables when it comes down to things like that. I'm sure. Yeah. Jeez. Lawnmowers, y'all. Uh, do you have, Brian, do you have any more uh, answers, by the way? Let's go ahead and knock all those out because we're getting to the to the end here. We're going to scoot over to a new segment. Yeah, no, that, that's everything for my for my answers. So uh, it is I got, time. I got a, well, I got a couple more uh, on my side where I was saying if you're a multimillionaire, you get a million dollars to a cause, what would it be and why? I got just two real quick that I'm going to launch and then we're going to scoot on to hollering at a lawyer, and then we're going to get out of this damn show. Yeah, that sounds uh, good. <laughs> Brandon says he does uh, He does what you're, what Nikki was talking about. Uh, Freelancer.com. He pays a guy overseas to do his work a couple times. It's kind of fucking smart. I mean, It's the same idea as Brian's lawnmower story. Yeah, we oh, just yeah. up and then went to Freelancer.com. That's what we did. 
All right, this first snap uh, I'm going to play here. Uh, you know, million dollars to charity. This is going to be uh, from Cody. You can snap him at Cody Source. Let's see what he has to say. Cody, what's up? If I could donate a million dollars to anything, it would probably be to like either a cure for this fucking virus or to go towards a, like a relief fund for musicians that are out of work right now because we're music, all struggling. Music cares, brother. Music cares. I'm telling you, they're doing that right now. Actually, Spotify just gave music cares $1 million to help musicians. They're currently not uh, being able to work. You think about that. You can't go to a show. How do you do a socially distant show? Well, you can really just do live streaming. It's about it. I don't think it's going to happen all year, man. It's going to be crazy. People, people are not going to be able to stay six feet apart at a rock concert. You know, it doesn't no work. Uh, Mountain Dew. Uh, this. Uh, uh, show and it set my mouth on fire and I had to. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is the uh, last one here. And this one comes from Adam, who uh, actually hit you up uh, earlier, uh, Brian. Let's see what his answer is. What's your charity, dog? So I'm going to have two. One for myself and one for my beautiful girlfriend right after this. So I'm going to have two. One for myself and one for my beautiful girlfriend right after this. We heard that. I would donate. You just said to a cause. You didn't necessarily say to a specific foundation. Yeah. My cause it would be um, I would donate money to uh, purchase instruments for – um, schools to keep music in schools. To hey, keep teaching kids how to read music. A good reason he's a friend of ours. <laughs> and um, hopefully that'll make them want to pick up a guitar and learn some punk rock songs. So if I was a multimillionaire and I could donate oodles of money to a cause or foundation of my choosing, I would choose heart support. Um, I'm really down with their cause. They uh, they use music as a form of connecting with people. Um, they set up booths at like Warp Tour and things like that. Um, they help people um, that have you know suicidal tendencies with mental health issues with um, addiction problems, and it's just really cool how they go about helping people. And so they need all the help they can get. Wonderful. Fantastic answers from a bunch of fantastic people out there at Holler Nation. Thank you for your contributions. Speaking hey, Katie, I'll tell you this, man. Uh, I think something that the, the whole COVID pandemic has shown us, I thought this was to be true, and now I know it's true. There's a lot of really great people out there, and when you give them money, um, like some people, they earn this COVID check, and they're still working. They don't need the COVID check. Um and it didn't affect them in any way. They were the lucky ones. Um, those people donated to a great cause or they helped fellow servers out, uh, uh, barbers and beauticians, um, nail techs, all these things. Um, there's a lot of great people out there. And I think a lot of times people get caught up in all the negativity of the world. They say, you know, like uh, all these, you know, fuck these people for, for buying this or buying that. And the truth is, man, like 70% of the world is really great people. It's just that 30%. It's like fucked up people. You're never going to help that. You're never going to help those 30%. 70% really great people. And that's fucking awesome, dude. Mm -hmm. Speaking of awesome and speaking of, uh, uh, you know, giving to good causes. Uh, three little things right here I wanted to throw out there near the end of the show before we move on to hollering at a lawyer. Um, number one, uh, again, a few weeks back, before in the before times, what we were calling it, in the before times, uh, BCV, I guess, before coronavirus, 
uh, we recently had a, we had an episode uh, oh, that was actually meant we actually used the uh, our social media to try to basically raise some money for uh, a cause that was the Nashville tornado relief situation. They still need help with that. Um, but what we did was we said that for every share of our show, um, after a certain amount of time of days, we'd give a dollar per share to the cause. Uh, ended up getting like twenty something uh, shares on that, which is not too many, not not a lot. We actually upped it to fifty bucks, and uh, that donation was just made uh, the other day. Just to let you guys know, give you an update on that. We gave fifty bucks um, from Holler to uh, Nashville Tornado Relief. Um, I did also want to say. Um, I just recently did this, and I wanted to surprise you guys about this. I donated $50, my own money, to the West Virginia Mask Army in Holler's name. Same deal, uh, same idea. I think uh, we're going to probably do this a lot more often. Uh, Holler loves yeah. good causes. And um, um, I think the next one, depending on, uh, I'm just going to throw it out there. We've we got to work it out with uh, the people that are involved. But I think our next cause is going to be Huntington Pride. Um, so, uh, let's continue doing, uh, cool shit and helping like Brian was right. Uh, honestly, I think there are way more people that are great and, and good people that have great souls than there are horribly negative asshole dipshit people out there. Um, people are more giving than you give the, than people give credit for, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so, uh, don't say holler didn't do nothing, something nice for y'all. Uh, <laughs> Nashville tornado relief. You got some cash. West Virginia Mask Army, you got some cash. Speaking of them, beerchugging.com. Go buy some cool T-shirts. A lot of those designs were made by our good friend uh, and massing uh, co-singer Heath Hawley. He actually designed a lot of those. Go buy some of that uh, merch. 25% of the sales of that is going to go to the Mask Army. 25% um, doesn't seem like a lot, but honestly, merchandising is is expensive. and It, it costs money to create that stuff. So, um the more you buy, the more gets donated. So do it. Beerchugging.com. They brought you this episode. I think they're just going to continue to bring bring you our stuff uh, from now on. But yeah, let's uh, keep kicking ass out there, people, and, and doing good shit. All right, guys. Let's move on. It's, baby. Time. it's time to holler at a lawyer. Uh, Gracie, we're still going to hear you, but you're going to disappear from the screen for a second. So you can I'm walking come. away. Do your thing. <laughs> If you have a legal question, now is the time to bring this up. The information provided on this podcast is not intended to constitute legal advice and is provided for entertainment purposes only. Because information provided on this podcast is prepared for a general audience without investigation into the facts of each particular case. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> podcast should be taken as legal advice as the information is not intended to create an attorney-client relationship of any form. We repeat, this is not your attorney. At a lawyer, our good buddy Cole is in the place to be. What's up, Cole? How you doing, bro? What's going on, guys? How's everybody doing? Well, you know, dreams, baby. We're talking to a lawyer. We need advice. We need some advice. Uh, I'm not your lawyer. I found him. <laughs> you know he's a real lawyer when he wears a George Washington wig. That's the fact. I found a weird. Okay, I got first questions. Me. I found a weird red spot. Uh, down there. <laughs> no lawyer, not medical doctor. Oh, my not doctor. Lawyer. I, I, I mixed. I mixed it up. I forgot which one of those. Where that's where that stuff. Hmm. 
Uh, I actually do have a question that pertains both to, by the way, Matthew, this is Cole. Cole, this is Matthew. Uh, hey. <laughs> I had a weird, interesting little question about what is the liability situation if an accident occurs with an automower? Um, you know, a, an automatic lawnmower, say it is, I'll give you an example because, you know, it's it all, everything is case by case basis. But uh, say a, um, shit, say you, you got your automower out there, it's, it's taking care of the lawn, but uh, one of your neighbor's shitty dogs ends up breaking into your yard and the mower actually gets that dog, you know, like gets its leg or something and messes it up. Is your neighbor liable? Are, are, are you liable for what happened with that mower? Is the company that, that, that makes the mowers, are they liable about it? Like is the, what's, what's there's the like five different answers to that. First, it depends yeah. on your jurisdiction. If you're a comparative or contributory negligence jurisdiction. Yeah. Um, and which, which means, yeah, contributory negligence. Ne or how do you say that word again? What is contributory it? or comparative negligence? Yes. That means that means if you contributed to the 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 act in question, like yes. yeah, right. Okay. So if if for example in a contributory negligent uh, jurisdiction, if you are even remotely negligent, then you're barred from suing. Okay. Um, comparative is just basically how much you are responsible how, how responsible you really are for it. okay right right but it, it, this is more of a products liability type um situation so it basically depends on was the product made as safely as possible was this something that was foreseeable did they take steps to prevent this from happening ah. that kind of situation so if this is something that they have taken every precaution ever it okay. still somehow happens and then you're going to sue it's like well what can what could we do otherwise it's like it's like having a car and someone running out in front of it. You slam it on your brakes. The brakes stop like they're supposed to, but you can't stop in time. And then they're trying to be like, oh, well, I'm suing you because you hit me with your car. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I did everything that we're supposed to. We've done everything we can do. Everything worked right. It's that's just. Same By the way, that same answer probably applies to all other sort of automated situations, right? Like cars that self park, even cars that now have autopilot technology. When you talk about cars. But yeah, even a Roomba running over your toe, or your friend comes over, <laughs> your friend comes over to hang out with you, and the Roomba's out doing a thing, and it runs over your toe, and you know rips off your toenail. Is your can your friend sue you for that Roomba? Doing I mean, you can sue anyone for anything. Yeah, uh, nothing's going to stop you from doing that. It's if you win or not. That's what matters. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. That uh, first question out of the out, uh, out of the gates there. Uh, Smash says, Cole, you're looking like G dubs. Damn right. <laughs> Cole, I do have a question from the audience for you. Let me uh, let me get this thing set up here. Uh, we've got someone uh, that says, do people who put this profile doesn't reflect the views of my employer in their <laughs> social media profile? Does that really matter? Does that make a difference or not? Hey, JD, does this sound a lot familiar with the, um, I do not own the rights to this music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like reading that on Facebook. Yeah. I was, I would figure it's about the same answer, isn't it? That's, that's basically being like, um, the, what I'm putting on this web page does not go against my employer. I hate my fucking employer. I hope they all die. <laughs> this is not about my employer though. They can't do anything about this. This is not express their opinion. 
no, you, anything you put up there can be used again. Like you could, you could go on a sexist, racist, any kind of rant and your employer can be like, we're firing you because you're throwing you, it out there. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's, it's no longer just you being yourself. Like you, you represent your company. Even yeah. You're not working for them. Uh, you Matthew, represent your company. Matthew, this goes back to what yeah. we were saying. If you can look at the selfie camera or a mirror and ask the question, should I be actually saying this or posting this or doing this? If you have yeah. to ask yourself the question, the answer probably is no. Yeah, exactly. Personal life advice right there. Yes. <laughs> there you go. And I, would you say that that's pretty good uh, non-legally bonding advice, Cole? <laughs> yeah, I figured. Figured as such. Okay. Any other questions for for this lawyer here? Is it? Well, I've got I've got one right out of the gates here. Uh, we'll, we'll stick with Matt's automated lawnmower. We're back at that. Here we go. Um, Cool. So my my automated lawnmower that I've bought from some guy, um, it's mowing my lawn, and uh, I I swear to God I've set the perimeters. I've set them, um, but for some reason, it goes outside my perimeters. I can't explain it, even though I can prove that I've set them. It goes outside my perimeters, and it mows over my neighbor's uh, very nice flowers. They're so expensive. Those flowers cost a thousand dollars. And now that neighbor, uh, they Facebook messaged me. They told me to go eat a dick because I mowed their fucking thousand dollar flowers. Um, am I liable for this if I can prove that I've set my geofence? Is it the company? Who? What happens here, dude? I actually know this one. Hell yeah! Or yeah, that one. There you go. Yeah, let's talk to him about it. So, so when it comes down to the company versus the person, the person's liable. And then when it comes down to past that, I'm going to divert it over to your lawyer for the final answer. Um, but when it comes down to like our user agreement and how the machine actually functions, a the user agreement is going to say that we're not liable in arbitration of all claims. Common stuff for a Fortune 100 company that manufactures these things, right? They're a 300 year old company. They're not new at writing contracts. Yeah. Uh, when it comes down to its functionality, actually, it's impossible for it to, to work outside of its working area. It's one of the functions that we've designed, or not me, but that they have designed into it. So if you were to be brought out of its working area, by default, it automatically shuts off. It just shuts yeah. down. It's yeah. It's a built-in failsafe. Yeah. So like if I take my foot and I kick it past its boundary line, automatically turns off. Um, we use a, uh, an underground wire on many of them too. And on that system, if the underground wire is cut, it automatically shuts off too. Yeah. So by default, like if you pick it up, it cuts off. If it leaves the working area, it cuts off. If any part of the system fails, it turns off. So it, it, it couldn't go rogue and go cut the neighbor stuff. But past that, it's going to come down to like the user agreement. And in the user agreement, it states certain things have to be set up in certain ways. And if you choose not to do those, then it's on you. And probably in the end, it's going to come down to an arbitration of all claims, in which case they're going to say, yeah, come sue us Where, wherever they say that you have to sue them. <laughs> that, oh, there you go. Yeah, Cole, does that back up? I mean, is that, does that, does that come? That's, he makes two really good points there. One is – no one does this, but um, you should probably read your user agreements. Yeah. yeah you should. I know they're like 50,000 pages, but you should probably read them. Um, second thing is these big corporations, as Matt will attest to, yeah. they're really good about if anything goes wrong, they're going to be like, let me see your service records. Yeah. 
I want to make sure that you kept this thing serviced the way you're supposed to in your user agreement. Yeah. Oh, you've had this long one for two years and you've done nothing to it. Yeah. You voided the service agreement. So now anything that happens isn't on us. Yeah. yeah. I, I've, I've seen one ever go mildly rogue. Uh, it wasn't outside the work area. It was inside <laughs> the work area. This is what it did is it drove out of the yard, over the sidewalk, and into a swimming pool. Um, the it was done. It was tired of life. Yeah, he was. And what's funny is we actually like brought him back, did a bunch of tests, like studied him a little bit. Because why did he go past his working boundary limit? Why, you know, like he can roll past it and out of bounds or something like that, but it would turn off. How did he drive three feet across flat concrete and end up in a swimming pool? What's funny is we we never could figure out why he did it. We put another mower there. He did it again. And we still to this day have no idea why. And that's I, it wasn't was not one of my mowers. So I didn't do the installation or anything like that. I was waiting for the other pin to drop and you were going to say, well, we figured out uh, there was just some random weirdo just came by and kicked it. I honestly like that's actually what we kind of think happened. We really do think that like one of his neighbors actually like came in because uh, we can follow the order of operations for like sensors and like both times it said lifted, which basically means somebody walked up and tried picking it up. Right. And then the next thing we know is hours later we're finding it in a swimming pool. So we kind of think one of his uh, neighbors might be a landscaper and he's angry that we're stealing his business <laughs> okay. that, we, that we're 50 to 80 percent less expensive than him <laughs> there was actually a post recently uh in our live chat here about about that with somebody who actually is a landscaper saying yeah. Yeah. when what happens when my you know say the government deems my business non-essential uh and i can't go out there and do that i mean like i will say Automation's always been, I think, an issue people have to think about when it comes to job, like replacing people's jobs. You Absolutely. have to, you have to be prepared for that to happen. I mean, that's 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 gone on since the even before the industrial revolution. Yes, jobs getting yeah. replaced by automation. It's just bound to happen. Uh, and I think the real total blanket answer to that, and you guys probably back it up, is human innovation. Just learn a new trade. You're gonna have to yes. figure something else out. Sorry, buddy. This is actually something I've, I've put a lot of thought into because flat out, I, I do. Like when I walk onto a commercial job site and I place a bid in and we look at like a 10-year window, let alone a 15-year window, I'm 50 to 80% less expensive than the landscaper. And it is what it is. Like I used to try to work with them and I still will if one of them wants to work with me. I'll teach them how to maintain the system. That way they can keep their customers and keep money coming in. But I'll teach them how to sell and so on and so forth. But what I find is most of the time they refuse to work with me. And then the next time I see them, I've already taken like 50% of their business from them. And they throw your Well, it won't matter because it's got a two-year warranty. <laughs> and they can't feel it because it has anti-theft. This is a real thing. It's like I've actually had landscapers come up to me. I had one guy come up to me and he goes, he said, you just took 80% of my business with that one client. He goes, I'm out of business. I don't know how to pay my bills. And the sad truth, and I hate to say this, I was an asshole that day, but I actually replied back something along the lines of, hey, I approached you six months ago and asked you to work with me. You're the one who told me it's a robot. It'll never work. 
percent of your clients in one fell swoop. And I'll tell you what, I refer back to Elon Musk right here. Uh, I've listened to a few podcasts of his, and uh, he made it very clear that, like, his Tesla, for example, even though it's a self-driving car, and even though uh, machines are going to self-do things, uh, it takes X amount of people to create these machines to piece them up. And so he was saying, like, I'm actually producing thousands of jobs, but you're not realizing I'm producing thousands, if not a million jobs. And, uh, you know, that's something to always keep in mind. Uh, even though, uh, I think humans, we always have this idea in the back of our head. We're like, uh, your fucking lawnmower, man. It's going to ex machina us. It's going to trick us. It's going to try to take over. <laughs> I had a wonderful conversation the other day with a, a, a director who's in charge of multiple parks and he, he's probably managing like 8,000 acres. And one of his questions was, he has a staff of 42 guys that they only cut grass. And we're talking about replacing all of them. And he wanted to know, like, is this going to replace my guys? How many do I need to hang on to to maintain it? And I told him, actually, you don't have to fire any of your people. I said, this is going to be a whole revolution in the way that you get to manage your parks. Instead of wasting money and gas cutting grass i said all 42 of them well, let's say two of them maintain the system now you have 40 guys that can hand carve wooden benches custom build fountains and i all of a sudden that day i had a, I had a little bit of a revolution that we're gonna head for an arts revolution here in the united states if not the world yeah. free time that it's we had during this uh this quarantine actually but too that we're seeing uh a whole new way of of art and and uh, music and things like that, and how it's being expressed and how it's being consumed by people. Uh, same way for you, man. Like like literally, that's gonna allow people in that trade to it gives them an opportunity. Hey, you know what? Look at it as a as a positive thing. Yes. Learn, you maybe learn some new skills and end up becoming a better person at the end of it. Or they can take them skills that they learned when they were younger and start applying it to build all kinds of new and crazy things that they've never thought of. Yeah. Um, but honestly, hey, is it Cole? Is it Cole, the lawyer? Mm -hmm. Cole, the lawyer. Hey, what do I do about my unpaid speeding tickets that I don't even know uh, where they go? I can't find them. Just don't worry about paying them. They'll find you. find you. And then when they put you in jail, you can be like, man, I wish I would have found those after all. Those. You know what's funny is I've legitimately called those townships. There's actually two of them. One over in the dark state of Indiana. You don't go there. Never go to that state. Ever. <laughs> Lying. Uh, they were welcome out at every, every highway door. It's called a, a state highway patrolman ready to pull you over. But I've got one over in Indiana. And one in like Tremont, Ohio, I can't find them. I call those townships and they say they have no records of them. Hey, Matt, if I you know what I'm saying? Which is <laughs> Maybe I can just send my robotic lawnmower to represent me in the in the court. <laughs> there you go. Hey, uh, replace another job, Matt. Good job. Clear. Uh, can everybody else hear Gracie or no? Uh, I didn't even know if she was here. Gracie, go ahead. Yeah. No, we wrote out there. Gracie says uh, she's Gracie's relaying the chat right now. She says we've got a question for Holler at a lawyer. Uh, it's Brandon Willem. 
Here we, we go. go. We're going to show, last one. We're gonna show this on the screen right here. So, uh, Cole, if we if we send dick pics to Gracie and she screen stars it and then shows Brian and JD or shows the live stream, can we sue her? There you go. I mean, that's kind of um, revenge. Uh, what's the revenge porn that everybody's getting in trouble with? Like you're, you're showing you're showing something I sent you in private to other people to embarrass me. That's, but she sent yeah. it, though, man. You know she sent it in public. If if you send something in private and you expect it to be private, and someone then shows it to other people with the intent of embarrassing you or causing you shame, that's there's a lot of issues there. Um, yeah, look at the guy that went to jail guys that went to jail over this. Yeah, no, use uh, revenge porn is a new concept, actually, because obviously the prevalence of smartphones and anything. But yeah, fucking, of course. I mean, it's happened in the past, too. Like, nudie pics weren't just on smartphones. People took naked photos of themselves as well before. So Ancient cavemen were carving them in stone, just sending them out. Take <laughs> <laughs> hieroglyphs or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I mean, yeah, no, yeah, uh, you can't shame, you can't publicly sh uh, shame people, right? I mean, that's I'm not going to publicly shame it. I'm just going to show it to you and Brian because you guys think it's necessary to hit that button. <laughs> Still shame. <laughs> Don't send me unsolicited dick pics. You are now opening yourself to litigation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that, uh, and Brian probably because we we can't hear Brian since he's not on the screen right now. He's put he's brought Gracie into it. Uh, anybody have any more uh, questions for this lawyer man? Mm. No, I don't believe so. All right, Cole, thank you so much for being on the show again. We will see you uh, another time. Uh, thank you for your non legally binding advice, um, and uh, we hope. We hope that you are still uh, staying safe down there in Florida and uh, that your governor doesn't uh, doom you all to fucking hell. Probably. <laughs> all right. Cheers, man. Peace Michael, out. Yeah. All right. Brian, jump back in here, dog. We, we need you back. Okay, you he's in there. He's in there somewhere. Here he is. He's making moves. Yeah, and he's back. Now we're next to each other, Brian. What's up? Oh. It's crazy. It's over here. It's crazy. <laughs> okay, well, uh, so we have uh, talked a lot about robotic fucking lawnmowers. Hell yeah. <laughs> we sure have. Yeah. Um, we talked about some causes. We talked about some apps. We talked to a lawyer. I think that we've kind of talked ourselves uh, to the end of the show, correct? Unless there's anything else on the docket, man. Yeah, yeah, and I want to say I want to say for people that are tuning in right now. So we've got we've got Matt here on the show, the the show. Of course, and of course he talked about his uh, the robotic lawnmower and smart homes in general. And I just want to say where we found this guy. And I should have said this way earlier in the show, um, Matt. I feel like we have uh, so many things to talk about. I could bring you back on the show and do a whole other show about different things because I first discovered this guy on Facebook. Uh, he was giving a seminar with his whiteboard that's right behind him on why everyone's home should be a smart home. I totally agreed with him. I also have a smart home, and uh, I agree with everything that he had to say. I commented on that, and I said, please be a guest on the show. Matt, we're so glad to have you here. You were awesome. I would love to bring you back maybe a couple months down the road uh, or, or so, and let's talk about some future smart things you, you, you hear. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely down for that. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, you want to check out WinfordSolutions.com. It's W-I-N-F-O-R-D Solutions.com. Uh, if you got big old money. Yeah, and I didn't even think you, you brought up parks, man. People yep. that, uh, uh, you know, municipalities that have a lot of open fields and stuff. I mean, you got to get those fields mowed. You know what I'm saying? Uh, WinfordSolutions.com. Matthew Patrick, thank you so much for being on the show. Is anybody? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, and and we will we will definitely have you back, man. It was a lot of fun. Definitely, uh, definitely <laughs> I want to come back. But before we take off, I actually have a question I want to ask all of you guys. Okay. So I'm, I'm a bit of a foodie myself. Like in my spare time, I'm not going to say I'm good at cooking. I'm just going to say I love eating. I am. I'm good. So, so but I, what I wanted to ask you guys, because you guys are all from West Virginia, you're all from the same city, and I do get a drive through that city all the time on my way down to like Charlotte, North Carolina. And what is it? What is like one thing that you guys like of home cooked meals? Like, what is that one thing? Is it like grandma's strawberry jam? Is it some country cooking that somebody in your family makes? Because originally I'm from Cincinnati. So like we have a couple unique things here. We have Cincinnati skyline chili, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. And very much so people hate it. The other day I was eating something we call Deta which is almost like a sausage without the spice in it. Um, so there's all kinds of stuff. I got, I got homemade strawberry jelly in there. I got venison legs that are uh, dry aging right now. Um, so like, what what is it that you guys love? Tudor's biscuits. You got to stop for Tudor's biscuits. So, Tudor's biscuits? You know, I had it. It's, so it's a biscuit though, right? Well, okay. okay so yeah. listen, it is a restaurant uh, locally based they're throughout west virginia they're expanding but the, they're, you're going to find them all over in huntington and tudor's thing is they make these these so these fluffy giant delicious biscuits and they smother them in melted cheese also caters oh. uh, fucking hash browns bacon they're going to smother them in everything that you want my mouth is watering just thinking about it you've got to stop at tudor's biscuits on your way through Gracie, how about you? What's your answer to that? Yeah. Uh, well, I was he, whenever he said something your family cooks. My nana is the best cook I know, and she makes baked steak and gravy with baked. mashed potatoes. It's so good. So whenever you come in, I'll invite you to my nana's house. And yes. yeah, <laughs> baked, baked steak, by the way, is uh, lightly bre breaded. It's not only really breaded; it's more floured, yeah. and then, and then it's actually roasted in the oven. Uh, and then they uh, take the pa uh, the uh, pan drippings and make a gravy, a white gravy out of them mm. uh, from the steak and everything. It's all that fun in the bottom. So that's that's a that is definitely a West Virginia uh, deal right there. Um, yeah, I was going to say biscuits and gravy that my mom makes because she doesn't make it with sausage; she makes it with bacon. But my actual answer is going to be the classic ass West Virginia dog. You got to get a Virginia hot dog. Now, a West, West Virginia hot dog? Okay, so here's the deal. You, like you said, Cincinnati. Skyline yeah. hot dogs are, you know, standard buns with hot dog covered in Skyline chili and then a shitload of cheese. Yep. Just a whole shitload of cheese. Well, that's kind of like a Coney Island dog or whatever you would call it. So yeah. West Virginia yeah. dog, first off, we don't put chili on our dogs. We put sauce on our dogs. We don't put chili on It's sauce. It's technically the same exact fucking thing, except <laughs> we call it sauce. Um, you, you, take a, you take a dog, you smother it in chili sauce, uh, onions, yellow mustard, French's specifically, yep. Yep. and sweet coleslaw. 
Ooh. Those four ingredients are what goes on a classic West Virginia dog. There is actually a, uh, a company, well, it's not a company, it's a little, it's like a little group that they call themselves the, the WV dog or the West Virginia dog. And it's literally, they, they, they're taking the classic West Virginia dog recipe and locally sourced every single ingredient. So even the sausage is made in West Virginia, the buns are baked in West Virginia with West Virginia flour. Uh, the chili is made from meat that's uh, raised in West Virginia. Um, the tomatoes in that chili are grown in West Virginia. Everything was grown, processed, created, and built and cooked in West Virginia. West Virginia's got a lot of pride in the state, man. But there it is. Tudor's biscuits, West Virginia dogs, and baked steak. I like it. I'm excited. Like that actually legitimately all three of those sound amazing and delicious. You and might I, even be able to get baked steak at Tudor's. Shit. I can't I, really. Yeah, it's possible, but definitely tutors. You gotta. That's the first place. Okay, okay I can do that. It's the hidden gem. I'm, I'm feeling it. I love it. Like I'm excited about it now. They are only open till two p.m. Want to let you know they're pretty much a breakfast spot. Just to let you know. Okay. There's only one. I think. Yeah, I'll see well, yeah. Ashland's open until seven, and the yeah, one in Barbersville's open until seven. There's at least one in in cities that are open until uh, later, but not all of them are. Some, uh, hey, Matt, something else that uh, West Virginia, our area, West Virginia in general is very popular for, and that is pepperoni rolls, my dude. Um, so pepperoni rolls were actually invented for the coal miners that would go down into the mines, and they needed something to sustain them all day long that would last. And uh, so they would send them these rolls that inside of the rolls had pepperoni and cheese. And throughout the years, um, this evolved into all these different recipes locally that would make the pepperoni roll even more delicious than it already was. So if you stop at just the right gas station or just the right rest area, you will find West Virginia homemade pepperoni rolls. They are to die for. Troops overseas actually request these pepperoni rolls to be mailed to them. I've actually had them. I've stopped at a gas station in West Virginia and I've had your pepperoni rolls. They are good. They're legitimately so, so simple. All it is is dough, pepperoni, and like mozzarella cheese. There you go. Yeah. Nate, 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 yeah, Nate jumps into the chat real quick and says, You have to have slaw. Enough said. You got to put coleslaw on your dogs. People who are scared of coleslaw. Well, you're, uh, you know, non cultured. Fucking get over yourself. Put some on your dog and get, deal with it. Uh, and then Nate also, have that small dog. Nate also yep. said ramperoni rolls. Speaking of, I don't know, we, we're going deep on this, but West Virginia uh, uh, uses ramps um, a lot. Ramps are basically these like wild onion like vegetables oh, okay. grow that you can harvest. They basically, um, they're very stinky though. They're stinky. Imagine a, a very pungent onion smell, a sort of sweet onion smell. It's not necessarily off putting, it's just, Stanky, yeah. yeah. Uh, but ramps are a big deal in West Virginia, and ramps are actually great to put in pepperoni rolls. That onion actually goes really well with the, with the nice. But Yeah, there you go. Uh, West Virginia, hit it up. Oh, David Moore says y'all some beta males. Cool, man. I, I, I hope uh, men going your own way is working out for you, doggy. Uh, <laughs> uh, welcome uh, and goodbye to everybody on the internet. Uh, this has been Holler. It is the podcast that shouts you out. Uh, we want to give one more shout out to Matthew Patrick. Um, you have uh, you have mowed the lawn of our heart <laughs> without running over our virtual dogs. Running over our our little pups. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being on the show, man. We, we'd love to have you back, dude. Please, that would be great. 
I think it'd be awesome. Feel free. You guys shoot me a text. Give me a call. Email anytime. I'm pretty much always available, especially like doing late night like this. Feel feel free. Just give me a heads up. That way I'm not too buzzed for the show. Oh, no. no <laughs> <we're> <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know, but then I won't talk. I'll shut down and I'll be like, sorry, guys. I'm just oh, no. We know what we're doing over here. We, we, we're just talking, man. Matt, I think one day I may buy a robot lawnmower off of you in the near future. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, if you want to go ahead and shout out maybe uh, your website or where people can find your stuff, go for it. This is your chance, man. Go. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find our stuff at uh, Winford Solutions, W-I-N-F-O-R-D solutions.com. I will always tell people the the way to get the best deal, though, is to just shoot me a text message. You, you can't miss my contact information. It's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Yellow Pages, Yelp, our website. And if you just shoot me a text message or give me a call and we start a conversation about your property and what what it needs, I can get you the best deal. So, and if you want somebody local, you guys actually have some people there locally with these and I can put you in contact with those people as well. So whether you need an install or you, whether you like to install completely on your own, it's completely up to you. But it's so awesome coming on the podcast and I, I can't wait till we get, get a chance to actually do this all in person because I'm, yeah. I'm really excited to come out there and try like a big steak, you know what I mean? And bring, I want to bring you guys some food that I make and let yeah. you guys try that. So yeah, yeah. it's been awesome. Potluck, brother. Sure. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much to Cole. Uh, holler at a lawyer. This is Holler, the podcast that shouts you out. Thank you guys that have stuck with us this whole show. Hopefully, learn something about smart homes, robotic lawnmowers, law, food in West Virginia, and other fucked up various things. Uh, guys, is there anything else anyone wants to say before I fucking blast this sound mm-hmm. board? Yeah, blast it. Uh, negative for the coronavirus. Take us, take us out. Screw <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Holler, the podcast that shouts you out. Matt, we're going to yell at you one day again in the near future. Yep. Thanks for hanging yeah, in with us. You were great guys. Guys, take care. Thanks, brother. This is for Rachel, you big, fat, white, nasty, smelling, fat bitch. Yeah! Oh! Holla, holla, holla! Grab him by the pussy. <laughs> Joey's done for the people of America. Okie dokie. I'm an Indian outlaw. Diabetes. It's Britney, bitch. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in at Holler for this. Right. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. We'll see y'all later on the internet. Peace. Yeah.